Welcome back to Keeping It Real. I'm your host, Ed Smith. And in today's episode, I was joined by Quinn and Morgan, and we had an amazing conversation about um, literally everything about quarantine, COVID, um, ADHD, Quinn maturing through the years of college, and then spirituality, just everything. Tune in and enjoy. I'm always fucking up and wrecking shit. It seems like I perfected it. I offer you my love. I hope you take it like some matters. Tell me ain't nobody better than me. I think that there's better than me. Hope you see the better in me. Always end up better in me. I don't wanna ruin this one. This type of love don't always come and go. I don't wanna ruin this one. This type of love don't always come and go. I don't wanna ruin this one. starts up again. I don't think there's that many like house parties around Suffolk, right? Yeah, so, and all yeah. the bars and everything's closed, so I don't think like the I don't think the classroom's gonna be an issue. Yeah. So, and they're not letting other people go into any buildings. Like you can only stay in your building. So, oh, solid. If kids follow the rules, it should work out. And like, yeah. I think they're gonna be pretty well enforced. But yeah, the the nightlife will probably not be there that much. But hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, to... yeah I'm down to grind too. Like I'm down to just focus on school for a little bit. Like focus on the podcast. Yeah. Just like getting a groove, you know. At least your classes are not online. Yeah, That's... I have, I have half my classes online. Okay. But yeah. Okay. And then like half of them are high flex or slash hybrid. So the oh, hybrid yeah. ones you can like. Sometimes it alternates. If you like, you it alternates groups of kids going in, and then high flexes. You either pick if you want to go in or do Zoom oh, that day. Okay. Which is pretty interesting. Yeah, but, yeah. But, uh, so I just want to stay in your pajamas. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're saying. They're like, take a high flex class if you plan on coming in most of the time. It's kind yeah. of for kids who like, if you do get sick, you could stay home. And yeah, no, that makes sense. If you do like sleep in and stuff like that, you could still catch a class, which is yeah. pretty like. That's kind of the future of school. Right I know, now. yeah. And no more snow days ever? Uh-huh. The kids are not oh, going to experience that excitement of waking up and seeing <laughs> oh, the snow. Yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. That sucks. Like, just the nostalgia of it. Yeah, right? Yeah. Up and just not having to do anything. <laughs> Making money. Yeah. No shoveling no driveways for 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. My mom teaches yeah. at uh, Hudson that's High, it. and they said no more suspensions. Really? If they go home, they can go remote. Yeah, yeah. Just, oh, go to your actually work. Super smart. Dang. Yeah, I've always found that funny. It's like, oh, you don't have to come to school for a week as a punishment. It's yeah. like, like in school, you're like, wow, like okay, <laughs> yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, and that made sense. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, he's so cute. But uh, what's your guys' plan for the fall? Uh, I am staying here. I actually like I signed a lease on an apartment, but uh-huh. my three roommates were like, now nah, we're not going back. We don't want to pay for a full year, so. Like, we, we had an amendment and everything that was like, hey, if Corona happens to interfere with our apartment situation, we can just kind of dip and do, like, one more month's rent, but kind of sad. Yeah. Like, everyone's going back, and they're like, ah, oh, miss Baltimore and everything, but I don't know. Make the most of while you're 100%. here. Gotta be optimistic. Gotta look at it both sides of it. Yeah. But, uh, how about you? 
Um, I'm just I'm kind of looking for a job right now. Yeah. Corona definitely screwed me over a little bit. How so? Well, I was I was finally like finding my groove. Like I tried college for a little bit, and like it just wasn't for me. I was also a little immature at the time. It was like a couple years ago. So, but I like I finally I used to landscape and just do a bunch of odd jobs and stuff like that. And like I got into I worked at the Apex Center. Uh huh. And I kind of got I was like learning. I was training to be a manager, but I was also part of their training team. So it was like a decent job, not the best, but then Corona hit and like, I'm still technically on furlough, but I'm, I'm looking for like a career at this point. Yeah. I, mean, I want to take some welding classes or learn a trade or something at this point. Cause awesome. it's just like, if you look the union guys in Boston and stuff, they've worked the whole time through this, you know, yeah. like a lot of the plumbers are like, like the local seven still. So it's like, it's job security and I don't know, so many people have been affected by this, it's like... Yeah, 100%. I totally get that. And, like, I mean, we all could take a break and have to stay quarantined, but infrastructures and stuff like that can't, you know, like, we still yeah. need people yeah. doing that shit. We need, to, we need to keep the trains going, we need to keep the roads drivable, like, those guys are always going to have jobs, and I feel like there's a lot of pressure nowadays on people to, like, go to college, don't do a trade, like, like just... Even if you don't know what you want to do, teachers will like be like, "Oh, go to college." They put that pressure yeah. on you, and, and like, like you'll figure it out in college. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like, why can't I just figure it out in general? When yeah. A lot of kids come out with two hundred thousand dollars worth of debt, and then they're like, "I don't even want to do this." And that is crippling. Like, there's oh, no way to absolutely. start a life with that amount of debt. Like, it is so screwed up the debt system right now. Like, you, your loan, you could take out loans. They just increased by like triple the amount while you're oh, in school yeah. like so the the front price doesn't even seem what it's going to be after there's no help to pay like it's just all messed up yeah it really is and then i feel like a lot of kids they'll jump into the like like rather than going to community college or something they just want that college experience they want to party have fun get out of the house and stuff and they just they'll just jump right into a school and like not know what they're doing and like I, there's a lot of stigma like based around community college and and like the trades and stuff it's kind of, I'd say, getting broken a little bit right now because of COVID because a lot of people are like, you know what, I could, if I'm taking online classes and it's all the same thing, like freshman and sophomore year, why not go to that cheaper school and just bang it out? Yeah, you know? it's, it, it's just smarter. Like, it just makes sense. Three grand a semester versus like 15. Oh, yeah. It, it's like you're getting the same education, basically, and then you can transfer another school and just get the degree. It's, yeah. I think a lot of more people should jump on that. Yeah, and I've heard a lot of friends who are doing that and like, not on purpose or on purpose, but like I think that's gonna work out for a lot of kids because at the end of the day, like an online class is an online class, you know, right. like it doesn't really matter where you're going, especially if you don't have like juniors and seniors. I can kind of understand because they're at a point where they they're taking classes that are towards their major and like they pick their school for that. I understand wanting to go through with that, but um, like freshman and sophomore, there's no reason we shouldn't just whatever an education is an education yeah 100 percent. and one of the biggest things is like you're still paying that full price for that school and you're not being able to use facilities if you're on online classes oh, like yeah. some some schools they still have like the library open and stuff but like you for example yeah there's nothing open at hopkins and you're still paying that same price as if you were at the school oh, yeah. yeah it's just not and i don't even understand why like why they need that much money because they're not keeping it running you no know exactly saying? yeah they're not paying staff they're not paying their their utilities and stuff they're they're yeah, definitely I mean, you know, not they have full security right now my parents are like definitely not sending you down if there's not <laughs> all the hop cops on the street <laughs> but uh what school did you try going to so i went to quinsig for two semesters and i like i did okay in some classes but like 
when you start failing classes at Quinsig, <laughs> you're just not, you know, very, it wasn't like, because I'm stupid. Yeah, I just was not putting in the effort, yeah. you know, and I was like smoking weed in between classes, showing up baked, like not giving a fuck. And like, looking back, I was like, wow, like I paid for that. I probably should have put some effort into it, you yeah. know, but like. It, it's it, a learning experience. Exactly. You to learn from that. Yeah, and that's, I'm trying to grow as a person. And that's why I want to get into the trades or something. Because I'm just such a spaz. I can't sit still in classrooms yeah. and stuff. I need to be walking and running around and, and constantly occupied or else I just go crazy. Like, Were you always like that? Oh, dude, since, <laughs> since a youngin'. They've been, they've been feeding me Adderall since I was like eight years old, <laughs> dude. Like, Yeah, but like school is just not... I don't think it's built well for people with like ADHD yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, a lot of people claim they have ADHD and like, I used to use it as like a crutch, be like, oh, I just blame it on my ADHD, yeah. you know? Like when really I should know like how to deal with my own problems and stuff. But like a lot of teachers would be like, oh, that's just the annoying kid. I'm gonna stick him in the back of the class, you know, whatever, we'll go from there. And some would be like, oh, okay, he learns differently from these other people. So we're gonna put in more effort and try to help him on the side, whereas like, like college, you don't have that personal interaction with like most of your professors really because the yeah. classes are bigger and like they just don't put in that extra effort and it's not, it's not really their job to. Mm -hmm. Like, so I feel like a lot of kids just get like lost in the system and then don't end up following through with it. Yeah. I don't know. It makes sense. And it's tough in college to ask them to have those one-on-one, -on -one, but in like high school and stuff like that, not so much. There definitely should be, like, because you're required to go to high school. Like, it's, yeah. a, it's a choice, kind of, with college, and we've been shown, like, we're not told it's a choice. We may feel like that's the path, but yeah. in high school, there definitely has to be, like, those teachers who pull you aside or, like, a, like a sit-in who helps those students, you know? And, like, I have a lot of friends who, not a decent amount, who have ADHD as well, and, like, you can, you can tell, like, you could... Like, I could tell right now, it's just by the way you're sitting and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Shaking like, my leg. And, yeah. <laughs> like, I had this friend, Eddie, and, like, I know he'll be fine with me saying his name, but he, like, he literally, like, just move his eyes. You could tell, like, he's just moving cast to task. Like, he'll just fade away from conversations, and, like, in school, he'll just not, like, it's not that he doesn't care. It's just, like, he's done focusing for that second on what's going on in the front, and now it's, like, whatever's here, you know? Yeah. And, like, I can't even... I can't imagine trying to work with that, you know, like, because a lot of people say, like, oh, I probably have ADHD, and it's like, nah, you don't. Yeah. Know? Yeah. It's not as common as people. It's definitely overdiagnosed and overmedicated. Yeah. Like, for sure, today. Because, like, I feel like a lot of parents are just looking for that easy solution where my kid learns a little different or they're hyper or whatever. They take him to their primary care doctor. Next thing you know, they got a prescription for Adderall or yeah. Ritalin. Yeah. And, like, high doses of this stuff can really, like, turn people into zombies. Yeah. Like, I don't take it anymore, but I used to take Adderall and the, like the extended release, so it would all day. And like I'd clench my jaw, I wouldn't be able to sleep, I wouldn't be, I'd have no appetite. Really? It, well, it's an amphetamine. Yeah. Like it's like basically in the same family as yeah. crack, and we're feeding this to our <laughs> troubled youths. Like, yeah. You know, and like I don't know. So I, that, it, weeds, like the only thing that helped me is kind of messed up as it is to use it as it's like not a crutch. Up if it, it helps you. It helps yeah, you. yeah. I mean, it's legal now, and there's it's frowned upon, but like there is a lot of benefits, and it's a lot better than those methods, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Because you can't, but you shouldn't rely on anything. Like I'm starting to realize that, like you shouldn't rely on weed, Adderall, oxycotton, whatever it is, because mm -hmm. it's just you need to master your own mind, become your own person, yeah. and not rely on those crutches. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's good to help, you know, if you need it, need, like, 
for sleep or whatever it is. But and if you have a serious medical condition, take take your pills. Take it until you uh, work to wane off. Yeah. When I have a bunch of people on this and they talk about depression and stuff, a decent amount of them are on medication with no plan to get off of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like, how is that a way to live? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have some experience with that too. It's like, yeah, like, well, like my mom, God bless her. I love her. But like, she was like, oh, well, we'll just send you to therapy and we'll just, they'll, they'll, they'll fix it. You know, whereas it's like, like a lot of people have depression out there and they're told like, oh, these pills will help you. It'll stabilize you. Like, and who knows if that's because like the, the psychologist thinks actually they need them or big farmers trying to sell some medicine or whatever it is. But like. If you need that to, to stabilize you for the time, go ahead and do it. Like, if, if you can't think straight and you need that, then you should do it. But, like, those antidepressants, like, I've never found anything that works. Like, I've been on mad stuff. And, like, the only thing that works is getting yourself out. Like, as hard as it is, you know, the whole, like, pull yourself up by your bootstraps thing? Like, it's yeah. it's kind of a, a stupid saying, but it, it has some validity to it. Like, no one can get you out of that but yourself like you, you need to look to the future you need to find out what's wrong in your life you need to diagnose it yourself like find something you love doing and not you shouldn't be relying on these pills like how'd you get yourself out of this honestly like like it's definitely seasonal for me like and, and it's it gets worse towards the winter because you're like inside you're not doing stuff and um but m like my friends like really is what it is like getting out of the house not dwelling on stuff not separating yourself from your thoughts yeah exactly because if i just stay in my in my room and like I, I get all internalized like i just start overthinking so many things you know and then it's like it just gets so much worse where if you get out there you stay active you find hobbies like find cool people and honestly one of the things that really helps me now is like riding my motorcycle that's awesome like like once you're out there and that wind's hitting you, you're just your mind's clear, you know. It's like, like meditation. It, I was gonna, I was gonna actually bring that up and compare it to you, cause so I, sorry to jump kind of quick. You're good. But I like the the uh, spiritual Sundays and stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. And um, I was like, like kind of related to the ADHD. I'm just such a spaz. Like I've tried meditating <laughs> in the past, you know. And and meditation is like people think, oh, meditation, the oh, yeah, yeah. Sit, sit, and everyone ha meditates their own way. But, like, I've never been in one to sit there and think and clear my mind, you know? Like, yeah. So, like, when I'm on the bike, it's like, that's my form of meditation. And I'm moving, I'm occupied, but I'm also... In that moment. I'm not thinking, though. I'm focused 100% on the bike. Because if you tip, like... Yeah, or you're, you're not paying attention that some Karen cuts you off, you're a, yeah. you're a pancake on the road, uh -huh. you know? So, you like, like the other day, I, I was on the highway, and I, like, found myself, like, think, like having a... a internal dialogue with myself i was yeah. like wait a second focus dummy you know so it's good to clear your head that's awesome because when i try to meditate i don't know if this happens to you like this is years ago but i would just end up thinking more and then yeah. overthinking and people say that's bad meditation and if, in my eyes there's no bad meditation because even if you give yourself that time to think about shit and kind of get over with it like and get it passed through your system it's still successful like but the biggest thing like I was always that same way where I couldn't let go of those thoughts. Like I couldn't, like they'd come in and then I'd think about them and like get, dive into them. But the biggest thing is I read in one book uh, about Buddhism is like catch and release. It's like catch the thought, acknowledge the thought, and then put it back. You know what I'm saying? Like let it pass through. And like the way you do that is focusing back on your breath, which is like so important. Like I do that 
all day, constantly. Like all day, I'm trying to think in, out, in, out. And the second I get away, from, like I'll get away from it in thought, I'll get away from it in conversation. But once I realize I'm not paying attention to my breathing, I'll get back to it. You're back in the moment. Like you just feel better because you're not worrying about what happened in the past, what happened in the future. It's literally just right there. And like, that's awesome you found that through biking because it's like with ADHD, I could not imagine trying to meditate. Like, because <laughs> like, you can't, in a, it's hard to be in the moment in a situation where like right here, this is easy to be in the moment for me, but like that's probably difficult for you because there's so much going on, you know? Yeah, yeah, like a hundred percent. But you have to acknowledge things too. Like you can't just clear your mind of everything. Like you have to think about, think things through like, you can't hide from your problems and stuff. So I think meditating and actually thinking like, or whatever, whatever it is that you can self self reflect. Yeah. Like whatever it takes to be able to get you in that mindset where you can actually like, Oh, I did this today. That was kind of fucked up. Yeah. I think that's a really important part of becoming an adult. Like no matter how you do it, hundred percent. you know, every day I have this journal. So I follow this doctor, Dr. Despesna and he's a neuroscientist and he talks about how you can, I'm really into manifestation, but, and I get it, like, you could speak things in existence, but I'm like, there's something wiring in your brain you could do to, like, do this, and he explains how if you think about the future, think about a future instance, and put yourself in that moment to the point where you feel those feelings, your body will start to live in that moment of the future, and if you, at night, like, if you at night correct, like you said, find corrections in your days, but just as many corrections you find, find things that you did do correct and acknowledge what you did right, like, that will already start your, like, I've started doing that, and during my day, when I see myself starting to do something I'm not going to like later in the day, I stop it there, and it helps so much. That, that's, yeah, that's very true, because you, if you just look at all the bad things you do during that day, you're just going to break yourself down, Yeah. which is, like, a big problem I have, is, like, I never look at the good. You know, or I I do now, but like in the past, you're like, just hard on yourself. It's yeah, not even like too, looking at the bad or good. It's yeah, like you're always in that correction mode. And you're you're never gonna like get out of that mental state if you're just constantly like breaking yourself down. So like, you, yeah, that is a very good point. You need to look at both sides of it and like grow from there. Mm-hmm. Where like, <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent, and like. If you're not rewarding yourself, it's almost like, what are you making those corrections for? You yeah. know, because like once you do something right and you just ignore it and keep looking at bad, it feels like you're never making progress, you know? And that's awesome. But you've been listening to the Spiritual Sundays. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So I, that's kind of like what, what got us listening to your podcast. That's yeah, I'm listening to and, it in the car. You know, like I'm not exactly a very <laughs> like super spiritual guy myself. Um, but like, I, I think it's good. Any belief system is good if it's making you happy and it's making your, like, values better. 100%. Like, I mean, there's, I've definitely seen some people go, like, a little too far and had some, like, serious repercussions with their life because they kind of lost touch with reality. But, like, there's a, there's a fine line with everything. If you get too consumed with video games or with, yeah. with whatever, you're just... You're Moderation gonna, and everything. Yeah, you're going to lose, like, your sense of reality. So, I think it's just, you got to be careful with... There's a lot of people that think they know a lot of stuff. That's what gets me frustrated is like I have amazing conversations with a lot of Christians and then at the end I'm like, do you have any interest in what I believe? And they go, no, I found the truth. And it's like, how can you say that? How can anyone say that? You know, and it's wild. And like, that's what's so fun about spirituality to me now. Like I was so atheist. Like I was almost like everything's an accident. We're just here by like no reason. Nothing's happening. Like 
who knows why we're here like it doesn't matter but now i'm at this point where everything has a purpose everything happens for a reason and like spirituality is just fun to me like to look into all that stuff you know because people have reached this point of enlightenment in so many different ways like there's christians who's done it there's muslims who've done it there's buddhists there's Taoism, like there's everything in it. It's just so interesting to me. And like, if you combine all of it and make your own super religion, like that shit's <laughs> that shit's dope. Yeah. Because yeah. at the end of the day, they are built up on the same morals. We are building our religions all based off of the Bible. Like the Bible was first, you know. And mm-hmm. like, there is some validity and truth behind it because you see those people who hit like pure bliss. You know, yeah. it's wild. It yeah. really is. And and people like a lot of people. They just need things and they need physical stuff to make them happy. Whereas like if you can actually like love yourself, which is like something that like a lot of religions preach and spirituality, like then that's like one of the most important things in life. Like a lot of people just go through life and they they don't like who they are and they just try to form themselves into something else that they're not and be somebody that they see on Instagram or play through that ego. Yeah, exactly. Whereas like we really should all be in this together, help each other, like better each other. And a lot of people cannot listen to the other side. Like you said with the, with Christians that like, you're like, Oh, I, that's, that's cool. That's like what, what you guys are into and stuff. But then they don't want to hear your side. Yeah. It's the same thing with politics. It's like, everyone likes to choose a side and then they take it. Like they get defensive if, if your opinions differ. And I, when I find someone, defend it like getting defensive about their point I, it automatically loses validity to it because i find in my opinions are so strong because i enter every conversation allowing my mind to be changed and at the end of it if i still believe the same way i will tell them my reasons why and it'll be even strengthened because i'll have way more rebuttals and like not to prove them wrong but like i'll have seen every point of the other side and then maybe they do change my mind i swallow that ego and tell them wow it is, you are right in that sense you know and like yeah. that's how we should make opinions you know yeah. and it's crazy we've gotten we've grown up in this world where we've seen like you're either with me my opinion my opinion not like a fact like my opinion or you're wrong yeah. like the fact to tell someone they're wrong because of their perspective is such a crazy concept it's uh, everybody's experiences are so different and that's what has led somebody to their beliefs. Maybe they're not a, it's not a good belief system, but you should try to understand how they got there and why they think that way. And once you get to how they think that way, you can almost deassemble it. And like, if it's a bad belief system in the sense that they have bad morals, which is a possible yeah. thing. And like, you could, once you understand them, you can almost bring them back and be, explain them out of that hole. You know, like I've talked to a lot of people like that where they didn't realize because it's like you said, it's the way they're grown up. They're a product of their environment. Like when you only know that way, that's the only way you're gonna live. Yeah, I feel like you gotta surround yourself with friends that are like the, they think differently than you and have different perspectives on life. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> surrounding myself with you for the past two months has just been like a whole world when we're complete opposites. Yeah, like, a lot of like a lot of people will like not to get political, but what's going on right now? Like people will lose friendships if you like Biden or you like Trump or you like whoever mm-hmm. people will literally not be friends with somebody because they have different political beliefs and if they're a racist believer or something okay that's fine get them out of your life but like if you like a certain politician or you are a certain religion like people just get like tribal yeah. they're like ooh, ooh, oh like they go back to the caveman ages and they're like this mine you bad like when it's really like 
none of the politicians care about us. Yeah. You know, no, like we're all on the same level. We're who we should have each other's back. Like we're, we're fighting over the dumbest stuff and you're going to like, also if, if somebody's difference of opinion makes you that upset that you like can't have a relationship with them, then you've got to do some soul searching of your own. <laughs> yeah. You know, 100%. Like, you, you can't go through life like that. That's a lot of insecurities. Yeah. Cause it Anything you portray is how you feel in the inside. Like people say, understand, but you got to understand before you move on to anything, you know? And like, that's, I mean, you put it perfectly. Like people are just acting crazy and it is wild when you can't just, even if you don't agree with it, like that's what I don't get. Like, even if you don't agree with it, just let it be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I used to love arguing. Like, yeah. high school, dude, I'd love arguing with people. <laughs> really? Oh, I can't wait to prove you wrong. But now I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Like, if you're just going to get animated about something and escalate and, and get all, like, up in arms, whatever. You win. You win the argument. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to change your mind. Like, there's a difference between an argument and a discussion. And so many people turn discussions into arguments. Uh -huh. Whereas it should really just be the other way around. Like, they don't, people don't like listening to each other's perspectives on things. Yeah. Like, 100%. But, um, so you said you were immature for a while. When did all this maturing start happening? I'm still immature, <laughs> honestly. But it's, um, like, probably a year out of high school, like, after I, I went through Quincy and was like, this isn't for me, I started to do a lot of, like, self-reflecting and, like, okay, this isn't working. Were you still hanging out with, like, the same group of friends? Was that an issue at all? Uh, that's kind of, like, when I separated myself. So, like, like freshman year, I kind of, like, went a little crazy. Like, not in the sense of, like, my mental state, but, like, I was, like, oh, high school parties, alcohol, weed, all this other stuff. Like, and then I dove in headfirst, started hanging out with, like, maybe not the best crowd, like, wanted to fit in with kids that I thought were like super cool. And then like looking back, I was like, wow, that kid's just kind of a loser, you know, and, and not peer pressure, but like, I definitely got influenced by people around me. Like I've never really been one to, to fall victim to peer pressure. I usually make my own decisions, but like when you're just hanging around people that are doing the same thing every day, sitting in a car in a parking lot and smoking weed for four hours and like just getting zonked off their head, like where are you going to go? You're not really learning anything from them. You're not getting new experiences. Like you're just staying static. And when you surround yourself with static people, you're bound to be static yourself. Whereas if you like, you're constantly changing and you have people with like, that like to do different things from you and you try those things out, you maybe you'll find something you like or find some sort of passion you never thought you had. And, and like, just like confining yourself to that like friend group of people who aren't like the best might limit your own like mm -hmm. potential like it, and like i still love tons of people that like i used to hang out with like but you don't really see a lot of people after high school like all the people you're like oh you're gonna be my boy forever whatever yeah. like it dwindles out eventually and like I, I still have friends from high school don't get me wrong but like those are my brothers and and people that like i'll have for the rest of my life but yeah the greater like group of your friends like usually dwindles out a little bit and you find out who's really there but like I definitely, like, distanced myself from a lot of people, like, after high school and kind of tried to figure things out. And I'm still figuring things out. But I think the biggest step is, like, realizing you need to make a difference in yourself, make a change, and, like, 
better yourself. Yeah. And I don't think I'll ever reach the point where I'm like satisfied with who I am. I don't think any of us ever will. Yeah. So it's like, but that's, it's good to know that and be like, okay, I'm going to try to improve each day and learn more, but once no you, one's perfect. You don't want to get comfortable though. Like once you get comfortable with yourself, you, you become static. Like, yeah, you could be the best you've ever been. But, like, there's no limit to our potentials. Like, there, you could become, any point you become static is taking away from your potential, you know? No matter if it's at a low point or a high point. So, like, that's good that you're never going to be satisfied, you know? Yeah, yeah. Do you know who David Goggins is? Oh, dude, I've been, <laughs> I've been, literally for the past, like, three years, I've just been in and out of phases of him watching him every day. And right now, I'm in a heavy phase to the point where I'm watching like Navy SEAL training every day too. Like just crazy shit. Yeah. And that's one of the things he always says, like people love being comfortable and, and, and like safe. Whereas yeah. it's like, you should really be pushing yourself, doing the things you don't want to do. Cause that's like your body telling you, you don't want to do something. Your mind should overcome that and be like, this is what I have to do. Like the, like he takes it a little far, you know, I, like, dude, I want to be like, David Goggins, I, I, I want to do the same shit he does. I wish I had that mental fortitude to just be like, all right, wake up, run 20 miles, do this, get up at four 30 every day. He's, yeah. He's an animal, but he says he has like a hundred percent control of his brain, which isn't like a scientific stat, but from it. yeah. That's it, that, actually there, I was watching a podcast. I forget the doctor, but he was also a neuro, um, neuroscientist. He was talking about how David Goggins' mind works, and it's he said that the way he continues to stay motivated and stay like in a positive attitude, and even the hardest times, is finding wins in the littlest things. And like at that simplest form, that's just being grateful for everything. Like he, ev like his first question in a scenario is, "Am I alive?" Yes, that's a win. And then like it's the next thing, that's a win, that's a win, and keep rewarding yourself on the little accomplishments, like. It's not like patting yourself on the back and then having that within you and staying humble is like how he does it, you know, and it is crazy. He, he does talk about how he's detached from his body and mind, which like, that's how I'm trying to be like, yeah. like waking up just he, I was watching a video of him. Um, what's it called? He's like, this used to scare the shit out of me in seal school and get his arms tied behind his back and his legs tied and he's just floating in water for 20 minutes. <laughs> and it's the wildest shit. And like, it's the, like you said, like. You got to find those things that make you uncomfortable yeah. and like it's the little things and a thing for me right now that I was watching the philosophy on is a cold shower, bro. Every morning <laughs> you take a cold shower, like you turn it on, you don't want to step in that shower, but if you make yourself step in there, your body like just activates. Like I was talking about this with Justin Bates, like you just, you're like, it's nice to take a warm shower and like ease into your day. But when, yeah, you, yeah. when you set that first, the first challenge of your day is I don't want to do this, but I did it everything else just becomes just the concept of that whatever form it is just doing what you don't want and to do something as little as that you keep yeah. building up with little things like that and eventually you're going to be able to control like like what you do and, and overcome the things like that i used to take cold showers just because it would wake me up yeah like i didn't even think about it like that but that that first like you touch your your hand and you're like, oh yeah, and then you yeah. just jump in but then it feels great like after like 30 seconds you're like wow this is awesome and you have a little bit of that like dopamine system kick in where you like achieve something like it's little but it's yeah. there you know and like acknowledging those wins and stuff like that it's yeah I, my goal right now has just been setting up those things like all day and like once it's winter i'll be able to set up some crazy shit like trying <laughs> to meditate outside for as long as i can oh like, no way just running in the morning like a big thing for me is I run in the morning now every morning and like if I could get myself to do that like 
still in a t-shirt in the middle of winter like just oh my god doing crazy shit like that and then getting home and taking a cold shower like that's what i'm trying to do is like i'm just, gonna warm up after <laughs> never, like, i just want to keep like he's ice cold i mean yeah like, uh, I, like a robot yeah like goggles 100%. he's like a robot you know wim hof you ever heard of him no i have not he's actually this, oh my god he's you should look him up but he's this guy who grew up in greenland i want to say it was like a northern country and he lived on the arctic ocean and would try to hold his breath for as long as possible under ice water oh i think i might have seen something about this guy created like this whole system of breathing like this whole breathing method to get the most amount of oxygen around your body and like now he just does crazy feats of strengths like he has 27 world records of performing in like freezing water like he swam 50 meters and then they challenged him to do 100 meters like a week later and he did it he climbed mount everest in shorts he, <laughs> yeah. he stayed in a block he stayed in a cuba ice for an hour and like 37 minutes just crazy things and like he's just like i watched him when he was young there was a interview he did when he was really young and he's just like walking on the street with the guy and there it's in winter because he lives northern and there was a frozen lake and he's like, do you want to see what I could do? He walks out on the lake, stomps a hole, jumps underwater for like 30 seconds, like no preparation, gets up, does a split, like does all this stuff. And he's like, you can do anything. Like your body tells you, you can't, your mind tries to stop you and kick, like your mind's created to keep you alive. Like yeah. it's, it's created to help you survive. And it tells you to not do things to do that. Like when you're underwater and you need air and your body's telling you need air, it's not because you don't have oxygen. It's because your CO2 buildup's too much. Mm -hmm. And like, but you could still work through that. That's why you see people pass out and like, like you've seen that guy, it was a David, while ago. David Blaine? Yeah, David Blaine. The 17 minutes? You're literally like, you're <laughs> reciting all of my recommended videos in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, our YouTube feed's probably just pretty similar. <laughs> yeah, so sick, but. but yeah, that, he, he was talking about that on the JRE podcast. Yeah, like, I was just like, whereas like, 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 fe like fear is like a natural instinct, and it's good to have fear. You don't want to be not afraid of stuff, because then, yeah, then you're going to be an idiot. You're going to die. You need a little bit of fear. But like the, the holding your breath thing is like, Really, you're just panicking because your body's telling you to panic yeah. when you probably have another five minutes left that you could stay under that water. And I think that's a pretty good metaphor for life. Like, people, they'll stay under the water, the water of life, for 30, 40 seconds and then panic and go back to their safe place where it's comfortable and yeah. easy. Whereas, like, you need to fight through that and, and keep it pushing, stay under that water and... You know, like that's a good way of looking at it. People are super <laughs> pessimistic, though. Who? Like, I, no, I just oh, like I feel like especially our generation. I yeah. mean, people start things and then they find it a little bit difficult and they're like, oh, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. This is too hard. This situation is right for me. This isn't what I wanted. I have with kids in our grade and stuff like that. Like the littlest things. Like I was playing basketball and the kid's like, I wish I could jump. Or he's like, if I could jump like that, I'd be nasty. And I was like, why can't you? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And like. I have another friend who was talking about flying a plane or whatever. Like, he wants to fly planes. I was like, oh, that'd be sick. we got to go to Alaska if you do that. And he's like, nah, like, that's too hard. And I was like, what? someone's done it. Why yeah. can't you? you know? Yeah, yeah. stop yeah, exactly. giving up too early just because things seem hard to do. 100%. Like, we have a ton of time right now. Yeah. But if it was easy, it wouldn't be sad. worth doing. 100%. But in any like, situation, there's 100 things you complain about or 100 things you'd be like, this is fantastic about what I'm doing right now. It's the barriers are all self-made. And it's really like, are. like the, I, I wish I could jump like that. It's like, you're, you're pitying yourself. Yeah. Really. You're feeling sorry for yourself when like, you could just go out and do it. Nothing's stopping you from doing some box jumps and squatting and yeah. getting your vertical up. Like if you apply yourself 
you'll be able to do it. It's getting through that mental barrier. Like Goggins, I'm I'm reading his book. Have you read it? Yeah, can't hurt. You me. can't hurt. I'm I'm not all the way through, but he he was sitting on like a panel of like scientists and like psychologists and like neurosurgeons and and they were talking about how humans can like reach their full potential or whatever. And they were the the scientists were saying like, oh well, you know, some people are just they're the top five percent. They can do these athletic feats that other people can't accomplish they can run faster because it's genetics and then goggins is like no that's bullshit i was 350 pounds and now i'm in better shape than all of you it's just most people are pussies basically (laughs) sorry for the (laughs) but yeah but like that's what it is and i mean you got to work through and and kill your inner bitch yeah that's what it is percent and like i totally it's tough because i have this crazy like i have that attitude and stuff and like I try to push that on people and I did not go through the same like pain they did. You know what I'm saying? Like it's tough when you try to break it to someone who's going through shit like that. Like I get it cuz I I haven't had much to deal with and I can think that way now. Mm-hmm. But like there's people you see really low and like they do they are blaming the world and stuff like that and when you try to put it to them like that, like they just get angry at you and like that's still within themselves they're just portraying how they feel about themselves and like you said like self-love like that is the start to everything you know and that takes work too like people say you could just love yourself any minute now you can't like i didn't love myself until i got the body i wanted and yeah like, that took work you know what i'm saying like and yeah i could look at the mirror and say you're not what you want to look like now but you're getting there and that'd make me feel good enough till when i got there but there's you need to not love yourself to understand when you do love yourself you know like it's the yin and the yang and everything and it's it's i think that's a valuable tool like looking at yourself and being like oh i'm fat like yeah and i'm not happy with this way like to just be like oh i'm i'm fat but i love myself i mean okay that's fine because there also is certain like my dad was telling me about one of the fastest female swimmers ever was heavyset but she was it was just her genetics and like that does happen but if she was doing crazy thing like crazy feats of strength and happy with herself then yeah she could love herself and be a little overweight but then there's people who are out of shape not eating well not exercising and trying to convince themselves they love themselves when deep down they don't you know and like people who listen to this like people love my podcast but there's some people who also take it the wrong way too and like angie was saying this in one of our spiritual sundays like people love what i say people hate what i say and it just depends if they love themselves and like the truth hurts sometimes, but you got to hear it and like, you got to go and act on it too, you know? And if you get angry by something somebody says, there's a high chance that it's just hitting you personally. Mm-hmm. And then you're just like projecting that onto the person Yeah. And, and blaming them for your own insecurities and stuff. That's what Esther was saying is she feels bad, like telling people she's trying to lose weight, even though she's already perceived as skinny, but she said she's trying to lose the fat and build muscle, which is respectable like that's the yeah. goal for a lot of us and she said she can't say that around heavyset people because she they'll get insecure and it's like why is that your problem you're yeah t- you know what i'm saying like you're talking about you you're not talking about them it's when people start yeah. perceiving them everything about them that's when they're super insecure about which I, i'll never like walk like walk on eggshells yeah. like yeah. when i'm speaking you know like i just i like I'm, i speak my mind pretty much always and i think a lot more people need to do that yeah. like i do like sometimes i have trouble like saying no to to people like if they want to hang out or do this or that then like sometimes i i'll be like whatever like i have a hard time saying no but like but most of the time i just fomo no it's not i just like (laughs) i just like i hate like i know that feeling of rejection or not even rejection but like Uh, if somebody's excited to do something with you and you're like no 
I just know what that feels like. So I'm like, yeah. I don't want to, you know, I get you. like I'll inconvenience myself and go hang out with you or whatever. Yeah. Just so I don't make you upset, which is like kind of <laughs> stupid. Tough. It's yeah. tough. I was a hundred percent in the same spot and you got to get on that same level with like that group of friends. Like right now I'm on that same level with my friends where I could be like, I'm staying in tonight and th- like, but they'll do the same to me. You yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and not take it personally. Yeah. And just be like, nah, it's not that they don't want to hang out with me. It's they want to hang out with themselves, you know? And like, that's that protecting your energy like a lot of energy eating comes from when you do that like you don't want to do it but you just do it for other people which is admirable but like at the end of the day you gotta be a little selfish sometimes you know yeah 100 percent. and have you had to like cut anyone out of your life since kind of turning this like turning into this new journey because i feel it's definitely there's those people that will be like no why aren't you coming out like this is obnoxious why are you why are you doing this and that maybe you didn't have those types of friends to start with but I feel like there's at least people in our friend group who, like, if you just decided to to go and start actually betting yourself and doing things that made you really happy, if it involved, like, not hanging out as much, you'd have people that were like, Quinn, what the fuck? Like, why aren't you coming over? Like, why yeah. why aren't you, like, one of the boys anymore? Why aren't you doing this and that? And why aren't you smoking with us as much? I have uh, very good friends who just want to see me happy and they want to see all of us happy. So, and it's not that, like, your friends might not want to, but they understand, like, I've always had friends who could say no, I, and I'm very, ha- like, blessed for that, and I don't, like, if, I think the big thing is if we make a commitment and then back down on it, I never do that, because if I make a commitment, I'm going, mm-hmm. but if it's, like, a spontaneous thing and I say no because I want to hang out at home, like, we, we've all kind of understood that, and I have a group of friends where we, like, play sports and we do, we have jobs and stuff like that, so we've always understood like and i'm not implying that you don't but i'm just saying no yeah yeah we no, a no. lot we've we've had that kind of mutual agreement sometimes we just need rest but at the same time you feel pressured to go just to go you know but um i haven't had to cut anyone off i really haven't like i've faded away from people who like we're just not like reciprocating the yeah it's it, my old ego is compatible with their ego but my true self isn't as compatible with their ego and like once they get to that same level of being their true self, I bet we'll be even better friends than before because our egos were already such good friends, you Mm -hmm. know? And, like, I've been working through that with a lot of my friends. But, like, I've a big thing for me is when I started this podcast is I was trying to help everybody immediately before, like, and I'm, I felt at a really good spot, but, like, you always got to protect yourself. And that's what I've been learning a lot lately is, like, yeah, you can go out and try to help everybody you can, but if they're not receptive and you're wasting your energy on that, like, you do have to protect yourself and protect, like, like, it's not like they're giving you negative energy, it's just like they're eating your positive energy, you know, and, like, it's tough to make those calls, but at the end of the day, like, it will make you feel better at your core when you do that stuff, and, you know, and, like, maybe if you don't go hang out with your friends that one time and they all freak out on you and you're like, and then the next time, like, the big thing is, when we don't hang out with each other, the times where we all do hang out are even 10 times better because it's like, oh shit, we all actually can make it this time, yeah. you know? And it's yeah. like, it makes it makes it more fun to take those nights off almost because it builds up like those times when you do yeah. hang out, you know? And then you can catch up on, on the new what's going on in their yeah. life and the new stories you haven't heard for a couple of days from them. And, exactly. And if you didn't already see it on Snapchat. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Everything's on social media now. That social media is like jail. It is like yeah. jail, bro. Like, we are... It's a trap. It's con- well, we're confining ourselves. Well, I remember, like, 
I'd be like looking on Snapchat at like like a get together or a party or something and like see some people I know and that feeling of like, oh, like that's some serious FOMO. Yeah. But like when you're a sophomore in high school, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. Whereas like, it's just like, stay off of social media. Don't get so involved in it. Like everyone's just doing, like I swear there's people that they'll go places and do things just for that Instagram picture. Yeah. Just Dude, for that I Snapchat some, post. There was one time my friend had a party and like these these group of girls came over, but they had to, they couldn't stay. Like, they couldn't actually hang out. So they came, took a bunch of pictures, posted them, and left. And I was oh, like, what? That, just for the like, image? Yeah, like, exactly. what? And what do you have to prove to these people? <laughs> like, uh, like if you, like, I'll probably get, like, almost 150 likes or something on an Instagram post. post. I don't care. And that's not a lot. But probably 130 of those people I haven't seen in three, four months to oh, years, yeah. you yeah. know? Like, they're not a major part of my life. What am I doing trying to impress them or yeah. show them how good my life is going? Like, if they were really interested, like, they'd, they'd reach out to me. Yeah, exactly. And, and we'd have a continued relationship. It's like, I'll still be cool with everybody that I was cool with. But if you're not going to reciprocate that energy of, like, putting in the effort in a friendship or whatever it is, like, then okay. Like, we'll still be cool. See yeah. you in public. What's up? Dab you up. Have a quick chat. See what's going on in your life. But other than that, I'm not going to waste my energy and time trying to 100%. consistently maintain a relationship with somebody that's not interested in it. Yeah. And that it's tough because I used to kind of be like, oh, if they if I don't reciprocate energy, I'm just busy with things. They're like, I'm, they'll understand. Like, I just don't have time for that and stuff like that. But you have time for the shit that matters. You know, like I've been able to even with all this going on, even podcasts, like I've been able to keep checking in on the people I really care about. You know, like mm -hmm. it is possible, like when you don't let shit waste your time like social media and let other things like scrolling through Instagram feeds and shit that doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like the news, like the big thing is the news. I stopped watching all news. Oh my gosh. I don't watch any of it. It just yeah. makes me feel like shit no matter what. Like I'll watch the weather, but I'm not going to like, and it's tough almost because I had a podcast playing this week with somebody and then they're like, I can't come because of the, um, Jacob Blake incident. And I, I didn't know about it because I haven't been watching. I don't watch. I don't go on social media. I don't mm -hmm. watch news. Like literally, the only two times I'm on social media is to post for this on Instagram and Snapchat, and then like maybe I'll scroll for like five minutes, realize that I'm scrolling, and then yeah. put my phone. Oh, down. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's that's good though. That's a good mindset. Yeah, and it's tough because like I feel a little insensitive about things like that and stuff because I don't know about everything. And like when people talk about it, like, can you believe this happened? I'll be like, wait, what happened? Like. And they'll be like, you don't know what happened. Like, you're, yeah. you don't, like, support this. And I'm like, I, don't, I just don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. I just don't know. Like, I'm not one way or the other. Yeah. yeah I'm not supporting or, or not support. Like, it's either it's way. Just, I'm just yeah. not there. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> not involved. I'm looking out for myself right now. There's no yeah. cold cut news anymore. It's yeah. all just tainted with different opinions and biases already. Mm -hmm. It's tough. I feel like you got to read articles well, or else. And, yeah. The news stations are going story. for ratings. Yeah. Like, they're not here to inform you. And they just want you to watch. They want you to keep coming back and, like seems like you turn on the news, it's nothing positive ever. Yeah. It's just like, oh, the end of the world's coming. Everything's bad. There's murder. It's like, oh, There's... this van in Texas blew up. It's like, cool. I'm not in Texas. I didn't know that. Yeah. Why do I need to know that? Yeah. 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 Day and yeah. About that? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. If that was like in yeah. Hudson. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, I'd be interested. Yeah. That's in my world. That's yeah. in my bubble. But yeah. We made our bubble the whole entire world. Like, that's not how humans operate. Your bubble is like, 
small tribes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, we don't need big cities and big countries and know about everybody's business. Like, that's why we're getting lost. Because we're worrying about everybody else's business when no one's worried about themselves. I, I do like to stay informed, though, like, like with the Jacob Blake incident and stuff. Like, I do like to to know what's going on with that kind of stuff just because, like, I think it kind of shows some of the injustice that's going oh, on in the world right now. And like some fucked up shit. But, like, like it, you've got to just look at it objectively and, and take everything, like, like, at fa- like, not at face value. And, and, like, there's so much sensationalism with everything now. It's like people just want to just go crazy and like, I don't know, like there's, there's a lot going on in the world that is fucked up, but I feel like so people just focus on that. So it's good for you that like, you're not almost not even involved in any of that. And like, you don't have that stress of like, like, oh, the world's falling apart. Like the media is just, just like furthering all these things and like. I don't know. It's probably nice to not have that stress. I know what's going on usually late. That's the only Mm -hmm. thing. Because, like, eventually you start... I mean, I talk to people all day. Eventually it comes out and then I have to look up, like, myself. But I never find things out for myself. Like, someone has to bring it to my attention. And what was I going to say? Like, the news... Like you said, like, it's just puts it in like so what's going on right now is a bunch of fucked up shit and like i could know about it and worry about it but what the fuck am i gonna do about it you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like this is what i can do about it you know like this is the most i can do and i'm doing that so i don't Mm want to let myself worry more and like i mean yeah you can vote yeah and you can talk to people share your opinion yeah exactly and like i can't go up to a police office the police department and like tell them they need to fix their training shit like like what's that gonna do like i can't do as much as people make it it's like a big thing are people like if you're not posting on social media like you're like complying and it's like what does that do yeah we all know it's wrong it's a higher ups who we need to fix yeah voting and like it's uh it's just fucked up too because now like the vote the the whole mail-in voting like no matter who gets elected that's gonna cause an issue oh oh yeah whether biden wins trump supporters are gonna be like oh it's because of the mail-in voting yeah trump wins and biden supporters are gonna say oh it's because we didn't do mail-in voting so there's no winning either side like and people just will just get so upset about it yeah and also i have great faith that covid I, i have great faith that this next coming months are gonna get bad and it's gonna get worse mm. and it's gonna get to a point where we break it down to the unveil the curtains we see the truth of what's going on how fucked up things have been yeah what's real who's pulling the strings and it, then we fix we and reform and like i think it's gonna get worse and worse and worse and we're gonna hit a breaking point and then we're gonna fix it so i'm just kind of sitting back and letting that happen because that's what i think is gonna happen that's what i feel needs to happen like we need to or like we just need to break it down to a point where everybody literally just focuses on themselves. Like, we, mm-hmm. we're in a society where, like, the group doesn't matter anymore. It's almost survival for the fittest. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's when people will start to go back to understanding. And, like, a lot of people try to face the world's problems together, but it build it up on, like you said, not loving themselves and mm-hmm. not having those good morals. And it's like, work on yourself. And if everybody works on themselves and creates that foundation, then we could build a nice house. And, you know and, what I'm saying? And but, help each other. How are you going to help other people if you yourself need help? Yeah. Like uh-huh. you need to work on yourself before you go out and, and find a cure to cancer or something. Yeah. Like, you know, you need to get your shit straight before you can do anything 100%. like that. And like, like a lot of people think, Oh, like you're not 
you're not like you can make a difference as, as one person yeah some people can like martin luther king that one guy made a huge difference but like not a lot of people can do that yeah. and like not to say that like whatever you do is meaningless like but a lot i feel like people just think like oh i can post this one thing on instagram or whatever it. yeah and i'm part of some sort of greater thing it's like no what did you really accomplish like yeah like you, you just showed it to people who already agree with you yeah like you if know? you go to protest and you vote and you share your opinion like those definitely help yeah like you can like but it like really i can't go to capitol hill and be like all right guys you know this is fucked up this is fucked up this is fucked up change that yeah like there's so many levels that need to be reached yeah. before then you know yeah. it's not realistic to be like oh you can just change things when i'm just like a kid that lives in the suburbs like, uh -huh. you know like i don't have that much power yeah i, I wish i could 100 like i wish i could snap my fingers and there's <laughs> no more poverty and everyone had food on their table but unfortunately that's that's not the the world we live in yeah. We have our trust in people who don't give a shit about us, you know? Exactly. I feel like it's giving people a hard worldview, too, because people grow up and they're like, oh, I want to go save the world someday, and then the news is like, everything's shit, social <laughs> media's like, everything's shit, and you're like, oh, no, I, I can't do anything, yeah. everything's bad, everything's always going to be bad, and then people just, like, lose all their faith in being a superhero. Yeah. But and you like, can do little things, like, even what you're doing, like, you're helping a lot of people figure out, like, how to make their lives better by just focusing on how they feel and and what makes them feel like their best self mm -hmm. and i think i mean that alone is even even helping people even if it's on a small scale yeah and my dad always told me he's like um yeah voting for the federal government's important he's like but pay attention to your local government and like mm -hmm. that that's a metaphor in itself too like pay attention to who you see every day pay attention to like your schools your community like the people you live with. Like, I don't live with Trump. I don't live with yeah. Biden. I don't yeah. live with all those people. And, like, I'm worried about Marlboro, Massachusetts. Like, that's my only agenda like, right now is help these people. And, like, and that's all oh, Charlie was saying. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important for people to just, like, I don't know. People are so worried about the world. when, And you also ask them, like, where have you been? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's, like I'm not calling anyone out, but in a past podcast, someone was talking about how great another country was, and I understood all that, but they never been there. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like, how do you know? All in, this isn't any, like, hearsay. Buddhism is believe what you see, and, like, I only believe what's in front of me. I only put my energy in what's in front of me, yeah. and, like, all that shit on my phone, all that shit on my computer, on the news, that's not in front of me. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really, like, yeah, I care, and I yeah. want change, and I want everything to be equal and fair, but... I'm putting my energy where I, it can actually result in change and result yeah. in helping people, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I mean, also, like, as bad as things are, we do have, like, a lot of great things in the U.S. People are like, I'm just going to leave the U.S. and go, go yeah. live in Switzerland. But, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've like, I've been in, in Malawi and Tanzania and, like, I mean, like, shit's pretty fucked. And, <laughs> yeah, let's be real. And, I mean, like, here, there's, like, obviously there's, there's reasons to focus on feminism and everything, but, I mean, like, I, if if someone comes up and calls me like a slur, people are gonna be like, "Hey, uh, you can't do that." But I mean, you go to other places and it's like, "Oh no, the girls have to stay inside and clean, and when they get their period every month, they gotta stay home because they make them wear white skirts." And like people just, but people are still happy. Like people go to church and they're they're singing and walking around the streets and they're smiling. And you're like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand why everyone's so sad about everything here. And a big thing for like I've had 
five different minimum wage jobs and worked with plenty of immigrants and they everything they always say America is the best country ever and it's just because there is that opportunity there is that chance for change and there's so much right here you know what I'm saying like yes there's a lot to be done but they're like when I was talking to another person on the podcast they're like I can list 10 other countries that are better than us and it's like how many countries are on this planet like 297 yeah it's like I'm sure there's a couple better ones out there. Yeah. Like and you know? but also better is very subjective. Yeah. Like better in what way? They have exactly. a better economy? They have yeah. a better like equal rights? Like what what is better about yeah. you know like and size. We're like yeah. we're one of the bigger yeah. better, I guess you'd say. Like in that top ten, I bet we were the biggest. Well, we're probably the most powerful and influential country in the yeah. world. One hundred percent. And and we definitely have room for improvement, a hundred percent. But like like when you were in Malawi, like I went to uh, Punta Cana in the Dominican Republic, and it was, I was on vacation. I wasn't there saving people's lives, <laughs> but I, like I was just drinking beers all day. But we did this little thing where we went to like like uh, like a daycare, and like we helped build the daycare for a little bit. And it was kind of like this BS thing that nobody on the trip really did. I was in there mixing cement and stuff. Like I thought it was fun, but like all those little kids were so happy. They had nothing. Like they were poor and like. Like, those kids, they had pool noodles. And I've never seen kids so entertained by yeah. pool noodles. Like, they were having the times of their life. All the people were so happy to see you. Like, they, they treated you good. They would have conversations with you. They'd, they'd do stuff for you. Where in, like, America, like, some people are good and they'll help you out. But, like, you get dirty looks and people are rude. And, and they think their lives are so bad. It's like, have you, like, ever left the country yeah. or, or looked outwards? Like, like yeah, shit's a little fucked up here for sure but we got it pretty good like like anyone can can change their lives in america yeah anyone can make it out and some people have a lot of circumstances stacked against against them more than others but like if you work hard enough you can you can become rich you can you can become you be happy a, yeah exactly you and that's be happy yeah exactly and um like you said with uh them being entertained by Puno was like a big thing about America is we have so much choice and with choice comes confusion and then that's like where people get lost in it like you see so many of these third world countries so content because they don't have that choice and they're just appreciative of having anything you know yeah and it's like we've in a sense we've we see things as so much worse because we've become so privileged mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and a lot a lot does have to change and like there's a lot wrong in our government system, in our police system, and like, but there's a lot right here, you know? And yeah, like, like, we shit in clean water. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we sh I know that's kind of gross, but we oh, yeah. shit in clean water. Yeah. That's like, like, there's have, a lot of countries water. that don't have clean water. Yeah. We shit in it. We have like, I, that's water. a pretty good metaphor for America, yeah. you know? Like, 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 look at the bigger picture. And we, we yeah. become numb to things, like, like, all the, like, Kids especially, like, you see, they have an iPad, they have an Xbox, yeah. they have a widescreen TV. And so, like, obviously, when Uncle Tom gets them a $60 video game that they already have, they're going to be like, oh, I don't yeah, want yeah. this. So yeah. they, like, get mad about it. Like, and you almost can't blame them because people have just been handing them things their whole life. And, like, you've come to expect and demand these, these like, good circumstances. And, but also, like, people get, like, every, like... Some people will be like, oh, you know, like, like I'm having this hard time right now, but pe people have it worse. And it's like, yeah, people do have it worse, but also at the same time, like, that doesn't make your problem not existent. That's a good point. So, like, you know, you, you're like, 
somebody in in a third world country could be dealing with a lot of circumstances and take it better than somebody that something small happens to them in America. Like people lose their job and it's the end of the world and they're you know they're depressed and they're getting down on themselves. Whereas like somebody could lose a brother in Afghanistan and like I'm sure they're upset, but like they that's part of life over there. Like I I don't know how to like really explain I it, get but what you're like the smallest things in in America are like huge, huge for people, problems. whereas huge problems in other countries are like like it's part of life. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. You got to deal with these things. You got to move on. You got to keep working. And like, well, you had a good point too, where like everyone's problems are justified. Like no matter like yes, but take care of them when they're easy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like don't let them get become those what are perceived as big problems. You know, and like yeah. that's a big thing in um Taoism is you take care of a problem when it's easy and like focus all your energy on it when it's difficult you know and like that's I really resonated with that and like a big thing they were talking about is like when you want to make a decision for something do it immediately and because once you start hesitating on things then you let thoughts come in and change your feelings and like once you had a feeling on something like follow your intuition follow Mm -hmm. your instinct yeah people say that because if you just go for it Nope. Like if you want to talk to that girl and you go up to talk to her immediately without thinking about it, you're already talking to her. But yeah. if you want to hesitate and you back up, now you're thinking about talking to her and now you're having that moment in your head. Now you're just, all this confusion oh, yeah. comes in and you can't even go up and talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, that's exactly the simplest it. way I could put it. I, I find like 95% of the time, whether I follow it or not, my gut feeling was right. And as I get older, I'm like, I'm just going to start listening to my first instinct more because then, like you said, you're, you're basically tripping yourself out and you, yeah. you go internal whereas like if you just make that decision don't think about it too much trust your heart like i mean you can deal with the consequences if it's the, the wrong decision later but at least you're limiting the stress for the time and like i'm usually right with my gut instinct whether i listen to it yeah. or not sometimes i don't but like usually i am and it usually works out so I, a lot yeah. of people don't have confidence in themselves i think too today so it's kind of hard in that in that respect, but got to build that confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a confidence is not given. You yeah. work for that. Yeah, you know that's true. And to put some spirituality to what you're saying, like that gut feeling is your higher self. You know, like that is that the person guiding your body to tell you where to go. You know, and like just listen to it. listen to yourself. You know, like everything's just listening to yourself because all the answers are within you. Everything yeah. you need to know in this world, it's within you. You know, mm-hmm. and like like you today, like. Um, I just felt like going the other way to the basketball courts and literally I find out the whole road the other way was closed. Like, it, just little shit like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's so true. It's tough, though, because some people don't know what they're feeling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, some yeah. people don't know that gut feeling and it's because they're so lost in all this other stuff they got to figure out first. So, yeah. having a gut feeling is super in tune with yourself and then listening to it is a whole nother level. You yeah. Know? I mean, for all, the, for all the STEM people out there, too, I was, reading a, I was reading a paper last week, and they're actually, like, there's science behind it, too, because your brain picks up on all the little cues that are kind of similar to that situation, and then it kind of pulls them together and is like, maybe don't do this thing, and you don't understand it in your full consciousness yet, but then you're like, oh, it feels kind of weird, like, maybe I should do something else, and then, like, they've done, they've done some research on it, and it's actually, yeah. listen to your gut feeling. That's dope. Yeah. That's wild, and... Like, picking up on vibes and stuff like that, reading energies, like, that's a part of your gut feeling. Like, you enter a room, you're like, ah, I don't fuck with this situation. Yeah. Like, listen to that shit. Get the mm-hmm. fuck out of there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's that's easy, but, like, like you said, there's little things throughout the day where it's little decisions, and 
you have the feeling it's there, but sometimes it's hard to recognize. Yeah. You know? And it, it can be as little, like, in one example, like, one time I was driving to my dad's house in, in Boylston from Auburn, right? And I was like, oh, do I go the back roads or do I hop on the highway? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm going to go the back roads. But then I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to hop on the highway. Like, it's just easier, quicker. But, like, I I ended up getting a ticket on the way to, way to his house, a speeding <laughs> ticket. And I was like, like, my gut told me take the back roads, yeah. you know? But I was like, nah, I'm going to take the easy way, go down the highway, <laughs> boom, speeding example. ticket. It, even though it's like, it's not really a decision no, like but it, that's it just exactly what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's perfect. like you just gotta listen to your gut, even if it's something stupid like that. Like who knows? Maybe like you you could like take the right way and and avoid a, a drunk driver wiping you out or yeah. something. Like I don't know. It's kind of. I totally agree with that. Like I think your higher self knows the future and knows what's right for you and tries to guide you on that path. And like that gut feeling is yourself from the future knowing what's wrong with that path. Like. What, I, what my higher self is to me is someone who's lived almost every scenario of this life and has made it to the evolution of spirituality and now goes back and guides that mortal body. And mm-hmm. like now I, I listen to those gut instincts because I'm in tune with that higher self and want to be guided to that evolution of spirituality, you know? Mm-hmm. And like that's crazy as it may seem, but that's how I feel about it. It's rawest form. And like it's crazy because now science... And neuroscience is proving like these theories, you know, and like proving like these religious beliefs, which is, that's wild to me. Cause like, yes, I believe in it and I found great feelings in all the spirituality, but now I'm fine. Like there's so much science to back these things up, which is wild, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, it's so cool. Yeah, you know, some of the stuff we're looking at Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Well, it was, that one book was like, like science has a lot of answers to a lot of things, but it doesn't necessarily have any sort of moral compass to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like if, like, so like you said you were, you used to be like an atheist, right? And I, I had, I was totally super atheist at one point in my life, but like sometimes it can help to have some sort of belief system to better yourself, become a better person. And like, if you just look at things like through science, like a, a lens of science and like whether it's fact or fiction, you're maybe become kind of a cold person, you know? Like, I have, like, I don't know if you, I can, I'm allowed to say this too, cause he's, we've talked about this a lot. Um, I don't know if you listen to my podcast with Sean Barlow, but oh, he yeah. is super into science and super into all that. And like that throws away feelings. It throws away emotions. It throws away any possibility of this. Not like when you look at science, it makes it feel like it's all an accident. You know? Yeah. And that's why I felt that way too. And like a, Honestly, the thing that flipped me in science that made me feel like this, maybe there's a lot more is when we, in biotech, we were learning about cloning and gene mm-hmm. editing. I was like, wait a second, like we can edit the way things are just mm-hmm. by changing genes and shit. Like, like yeah, that's like CRISPR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was just was like, oh, like, are we God? Like, what the fuck? Like, how <laughs> yeah, are we yeah, able are, to do yeah, this shit? Yeah. And we are, bro. Like, we are all the creator. Like, we yeah. are all one shared consciousness. We all, we all share and that's why we all rise together is because when you're helping someone else you're helping yourself in the long run you know and like that's not why you do it but that's the principle of it that's why you feel better helping someone else and stuff you know yeah so did you have like a major turning point or like a certain experience that like made you like reevaluate like like from being an atheist to like kind of going down the spiritual path or was it just like a culmination it was a combination so i've always been super into buddhism for a very long time like, I would just, like, research, because 
I'm always just like, how can they just sit there and like be content? You know what I'm saying? Like how like monks and all that. Like they have nothing. Do and and I was like, so I'm just fascinated by that, and I do a lot of research on that. And I didn't know this was like I didn't believe in anything. Like I try to do meditation and practice being in the moment because it just felt good too mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. But then I hit a breaking point during quarantine where I was wrestling my friends Stephen and Justin. And this seems stupid, but they just beat the shit out of me like five times, both of them. And I mm-hmm. just was on the floor like. Not only did I feel physically defeated, I was like, "You're meant, like, you're worthless, like, you're not smart, you're not anything, like, you're a piece yeah. of shit." Like, it was I a just, breakdown. Yeah, I just hit this point, like, where I was like, "What do you?" And during quarantine, I was doing some scumbag shit, like, just smoking all day, playing video games all day, stopped working, just eating whatever I want, getting fat, like, mm-hmm. just <laughs> horrible, just yeah. going down this yeah. bad path. And I hit the lowest point ever, and like, I understand everybody's low points different, but I've always been like physically fit and stuff like that. So once you see that change in your body where you're like oh fuck you're not yeah. what you used to be um i was broken a little bit like i was just like let's turn this shit around you know yeah. like so i started working out and i went to a chiropractor and started working on my back because i knew that would help my muscle growth like if i'm doing things right mm-hmm. and then after that like i <laughs> so i was doing this and i started feeling better about myself physically and like then I got a job and I was on a routine again and like that was helping me out making money having a purpose a big thing with the job was just like I felt for so long that I was pointless because there's people who are deemed essential workers and I'm sitting here at home playing video games mm-hmm. as an able 18 year old yeah. healthy like male yeah and like I was like I need to do something for someone you know yeah. what I'm saying like I picked so I worked at Target for online shipping because I was like that's probably the most I could do right now and I am young and need to make some money, so mm-hmm. like it was yeah. just, that's what was next, and that put me on a work schedule, a workout schedule, and next thing you know, my day's filled a little bit again, and then this, I mean, this seems wacky, but me and my friend Steven and uh, Justin, like, we all hit this point of feeling lost at the same time, and like, we listen to Joe Rogan and all mm-hmm. that shit, and like, they talk about taking shrooms and how crazy it is, so we all climbed the mountain and took them, and like, this is where... I had a lot of feelings of spirituality come in. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, the doorway. Like, I learned a lot of things about myself and, like, felt a lot... I felt a lot more than just what I've been seeing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just th- see the 3D world for a while. Mm-hmm. And now I've felt, like, a 4D world, I'd describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, it, like, shrooms isn't even like you're, like, seeing, hallucinating. It's just a feeling of, like, everything's good. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. life is beautiful. Like, yeah. it just makes you so grateful for everything. And, like... It was a small amount. We just climbed the mountain and came down. But then after that, I went back to drinking and smoking. We're like, that was cool. But like, I like the stimulus of this 3D world. Like, I'm cool with this. And then, um, yeah, back, back to your vices. Yeah. Immediately. And then I started kind of falling in. Like, I was like, yeah, I feel better and I look better. But like, what was that? Like, what the fuck was that? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and then somehow Justin told. Justin was on this big thing about the dopamine system. He's like, we need to stop doing things that are releasing dopamine in our brain and rewarding us for things we're not doing. Like a big thing, like, is dude jerking off. Like that, you're releasing crazy dopamine <laughs> yeah, in your no. brain when you're literally by yourself releasing that energy with a phone in your hand, like mm-hmm. some disgusting shit. Yeah. And we're like, he was like, like we'll probably feel better like if you just stop doing that. And like everybody fucking does that. Everybody does that shit, and it's tough, but. It's this concept of no fat, and he was talking about it with Zach Petrakis at a party, and like that's such a weird thing to 
find in common about each other. So yeah. then yeah. Next, <laughs> you know, yeah. so next thing you know, Zach like just dropped all this spirituality stuff on him because <laughs> one like, thing led to another. Yeah, and then he's like and then Justin's like, yo, you gotta talk to Zach. Like he knows all this shit and he could put words to what we felt. And he told us about chakras, he told us about the third eye, he told us about um like disciplining yourself the freedom that comes with it like all these principles and like he didn't dive into them he just told them about us and then we all went on our own and did our own research and then that's when spirituality came like the next day at work at target i watched like an hour video on chakras and like while i was going through i was thinking about each one and trying to cleanse them and i hit this point at the end of it where like i literally felt high on mushrooms again like i, I was freaking out because i was like this is so weird this like what is this level of consciousness that that's going on i went to the bathroom my eyes were bloodshot like it was oh, yeah, so. I remember that in one of your like spiritual. It was Sundays. so awkward, so like not awkward, but it was so foreign. And I was like, yeah. And like the littlest things, like stacking packages on a pallet, like I was making like perfect cubes that were going mad <laughs> high. Like everything, I was so focused. I was so in the moment. Like and mad people I was working with are like, you're the most positive person I've ever met. Like they're just talking so well about like everything clicked. And I was like, what? Like there's some shit here. And then from there, it just kind of kept going. Like I. I don't know, like, it led from one, like, as you research one thing, it leads you to another, and then you dive into that, like, I had a book on Buddhism, and then completely read it before this, mm-hmm. and, like, after I hit this point, I didn't really understand much of it when I was reading it the first time, but then when I felt this and went back to that book, I understood all of it, and, like, then my mom is super spiritual, mm-hmm. and, like, she, would, she wouldn't hide it, but she would talk about it because people diminish that shit because it is mm-hmm. a little hard to talk about with some people, and they'll be like, yeah, whatever, like, that's your thing. But she has a bunch of books, and, like, I just started taking them and reading them, and, like, I just started watching any YouTube video that came up on my feed and, like, learning about... A big thing for me is Christianity. That's where I started a lot because they have a lot of morals I live by, but it went chakra... It went Buddhism, chakras, Christianity a little bit of Taoism and a little bit of Hinduism. That's kind of mm-hmm. in the future for me still. I mm-hmm. have books I'm waiting to read. But right now, like my biggest spiritual thing right now is dreams. Like there is a lot in our dreams that we just ignore. And like I just got a book about psychic dreaming and like that's that's the next step. And like that might not be seen as spirituality. That might not be whatever. Like the word of spirituality for me is just like, trying to figure out the universe, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah, find your greater purpose. Yeah. 100%. You know, find, like, like what's out there? Is there yeah. there's somebody up there in the sky? Is there yeah. is there fourth dimensional beings? Is there, like, what's going on? Ask yeah. those questions. Well, yeah. Like, I've always asked those questions and kind of just been like, oh, I'm super smart for asking these questions. Yeah. But, like, I never actually actively tried to answer them. Mm-hmm. And now, like, I've figured out kind of how to and where yeah. to start you know and like I don't have the answers and I'm never gonna have the answers and I'm never gonna say I'm right but I feelings credit validate a lot of the things I've learned and like that's why I keep going with it and that's why I'm open to have a conversation about any religion anybody's per- like perception of life like because literally like a conversation just like this I've learned so much you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. I've learned about that stem thing you've told me and I've learned more about ADHD and the pill system of that you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. just this it was such a learning experience and, yeah like, my mom always told me like treat everybody the same because you should and they have a gift to give you like everyone has a gift to give you and there's no such thing as stupid or smart. Everybody's mm-hmm. just different. There's That's no true. such thing as good or bad. Everybody's just different. You and, know? and you can even learn things from bad 
interactions too. Yeah. Like you, you can learn a well, lot. What's perceived from that. as bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. What's bad. Yeah. yeah. Like if if like I deal with a little road rage. I, oh god. <laughs> I I used to be pretty bad, but like like today, some lady like like stopped in the middle of the road. I honked right, and then she like brake checked me because I honked at her, and I was like, all right, maybe two years ago I would have given her the finger and like tried to pass her and whatever, throwing something at her car. But today I was like, <sighs> I'm gonna stay 20 feet back. Yeah, you know, like I'm just gonna let her do her thing. <laughs> Like, whatever. It's just not worth it. And you got to... You're secure with yourself. So yeah, yeah. So you with those scenarios. Yeah. You got to learn from those experiences. And what's funny is I pulled up next to Rattle Light and she had her kids in the car. And I was like, great. So great. thank God you didn't yeah, do it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, what yeah. What if I was like, oh, yeah. I got all angry. Let my emotions take control of me. I tried to pass oh, her. Man. Smash yeah. into her car. And then I <laughs> killed her kids, you know? Yeah. And that would be a direct, yeah. like, result of my actions. So like, 100%. You got to yeah. learn from those bad experiences. And... When you're down, like the like quarantine, for example, like I was going through a lot of the same things that you said you were like, like wake. I was waking up late. First thing I'd do is I'd smoke a blunt in the morning. Then I'd go watch YouTube or video games or Netflix, like, cause I was like, oh well, nothing. Shit, matters. I got an excuse, yeah. you know, like it's quarantine, like, yeah. like I lost my job. That kind of sucks. But like, I'm on a, I'm on unemployment. This is the first time I've ever been on unemployment, and like it, it feels like shit. But you're like, well. I mean, it's That's not my fault, you know. I did, like shit, though. Yeah, there's a lot of people who took advantage of that, mm, and like you take advantage of that, you were just going through it, you know. Yeah, it, and like I needed it. I got bills to pay, but like I definitely could have found like so. I, I kind of wanted to stick out and see if I could go back to like my job, and like I probably should have just hopped on something, and got a job ASAP because that would have gotten me out of that cycle of like waking up late, sleeping until yeah. two, getting down on yourself. Like, having a job, just something as simple as that will keep you, like, on the straight and narrow. Or at least help you stay on just the straight and narrow. Just make a schedule. Yeah. It's crazy because, like, nothing fucking mattered. Like, you did not have yeah. anything to get to. Yeah. No time. Like, time. Yeah. I didn't look at a fucking clock for, like, a month, bro. Like, I would just. I wouldn't know what yeah. day of the week it was, dude. I wake up and be like, is it Friday? It's, like, Tuesday. Yeah. Like, I'm, like, <laughs> disoriented every right. day. Like, yeah. And I think a lot of people probably experienced that in the beginning of quarantine because, like, so many people lost their jobs and so many people, like, aren't going to school now and they're still dealing with that or they're going to online school. And, like, so I, I feel like like a lot of people, like your friend group, it seemed like everyone kind of reached that, that point of getting down on themselves at, like, a similar time. And, like, it's good that you kind of found something that, like, helped lift you out of that. Yeah. And it's the only the – only, I'm going to be honest, like, the only reason we were – our friend group was like this is because we were always in tune with our bodies kind mm -hmm. of in like we didn't we never paid attention to our mental health but we were very strict on our physical health and mm -hmm. once we saw that go we're like all right something's wrong here yeah deeper than just physical you know and like that's why i think it's so important for people to, to work out and stuff yeah. like that because it makes you feel better and then you know what's fucking going on mentally mm -hmm. and you could see it on your body you yeah. know mm -hmm. yeah that's true yeah oh. and i'm not gonna lie the first time we listened to your podcast, we were at we were at Meg Sire's house, and she was like, "You gotta listen to Ed's podcast." I haven't listened to it what yet, but like, was it? Uh, it was the episode with uh, Angela White and Cody White yeah, and, yeah. and Zach, and we ordered Big Apple, and we were we were like, "We're gonna do takeout, so we can listen to it while sitting in the parking lot of Big Apple," and just because <laughs> we started we started listening to it, and we're like, "We gotta finish this shit." So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> we got Big Apple, and we we took it to go, and we just 
had like our takeout boxes and we were eating like omelets in the car and at first we were like I don't know about this like this seems really out there it seems like I don't know where this all came from but I'm like the more that I'm talking to you and I'm like I'm I'm pre-med like I'm very stem but it's if you have stuff that works for you and it makes you happy like I, I don't think people really have a reason to be like oh don't get into that stuff like don't do that stuff because if it makes you feel good and feel like a better person and like it makes you actually satisfied or like get to yeah. a point where you're feeling satisfied like that's a great thing and people struggle with that all the time and so everyone has it. their own path like i appreciate that and thank you but if someone doesn't have spirituality but finds it through making money or finds mm -hmm. it like i don't give a shit what you believe in bro mm -hmm. just believe in yourself you yeah. know and be happy and like yeah it is wacky and it is crazy but like at the same time so is life and like you know yeah. like why rule out any possibility because mm -hmm. it could happen you know yeah, yeah. no life is definitely like ridiculous like it, it, it's a trip <laughs> it really is it is and i i did i had like a little experience with like a like like a spiritual like awakening kind of and like i i'm not really a very spiritual person but like probably junior year of high school i kind of got involved like or not involved like I, interested in like chakras and like the pineal gland and like i was probably doing some stuff i shouldn't have been at the time um, and it kind of got me to that, <laughs> that point, you know, Spiritual thinking path. outside of the box and like kind of breaking the mold. And I actually, um, I went to a party at aunt, aunt White's house once and I walked in and Angie just like pointed at me and my, my best friend, Mikey Phillips, like literally as soon as we walked in, she's like, all right, you come with me. I'm like, what? She could see it in your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Though, some she, crazy shit. She was, and, and she brought us into this, her like, this like room. And it had like upstairs. It had all this like waterfalls in it, all this crazy stuff. Her spiritual room. That was probably what it is. Yeah, I, I was pretty fucked up, <laughs> so, so like I was kind of looking at it like, oh shit, like this is cool, you know, like along for the ride. <laughs> a little bit. I was a little nervous at first, not gonna lie. And then she like laid out these bones and like rocks and stuff. You're like definitely. It was like murdered. like telling us our like our paths and all this stuff. That's and, like crazy. Yeah, and and like. It was definitely like I, I was like wow this is a little a little wild but like hey if that's what like helps you and you're a good person you're helping other people then that's all that matters to me like I it I didn't really get too in, into it you know but like I could totally see how it could help people and like how you could better yourself It's not even like it helped me it's kind of like I hit I figured it out like I helped myself and then I put the practices to to what I did to help myself and now using that I've even gone further you know mm. what I'm saying like now using spirituality I've gone further and further and like I'm beyond like I believe in all the spirituality and I feel all the spirituality but the biggest thing like I'm just trying to master like meditation I'm trying to master my breathing and I'm trying to master dreaming and like mm. those those three things aren't even like perceived as spiritual that much you know mm. what I'm saying yeah like, that's that's, that's just, just self-improvement yeah yeah 100 percent and that's a wild story, though. That yeah, it's crazy. it's crazy. That's all I could think about <laughs> when I was hearing that episode, like, because I was like, like I think you mentioned in one of your podcasts that you went into like her her spiritual room yeah, and she yeah. did some like, like I, I think she was like she brought us up there. I remember and um, like she just she was like, look at this frame. Like Gary wrote me a poem and like now it's been up here in the attic and now there's like a million feathers in it. Like just crazy. She's like. Mm. And she hit a point of near death to get to this spirituality. Yeah. And that's what, yeah. there's a movie called um, 
heel on Netflix, and that's what like a lot of people have to hit near death experiences to get into that spirituality, you know. So, I just I, it's just been different for me, which it's different for everybody. But um, yeah, Angie was crazy. Like when when uh, we went over there for that podcast, she grabbed Justin's face and my face, and she was like, "Holy shit, you guys are like awake, you guys." Mm-hmm. She was like, "I could see it in your eyes," and it's it's wild because the eyes are the gates to the soul, and like if like when you're I don't want to, when you're awakened, when you're spiritually awakened, like Justin, like your eyes do get different. Like your eyes are brighter and more beautiful. And like you, when you see someone, you, someone, people's eyes stand out more to you. And it feels like you're not just looking at like a person anymore. You're trying to look like through that yeah. gate to the soul, you know? Yeah. And like that, I totally get how she would have called you out and stuff like that. If you had already felt things, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like it was fun. As soon as I walked in, like I was like, I dabbed a couple people up. Like they <laughs> had a bottle in my hand. Like, what's up? What's up? And then like, like from across the room, she just like locked eyes. I was like, she was like, she said she felt some sort of like strong spiritual presence for me or something. That's so cool. And I was like, okay. Like I just, I mean, I'm not super into it. You know, Do you think like, you'll ever get into it? I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like, old school like, i don't know if that makes any sense to you, I get you. like like I don't, I don't know david I, goggins is hit enlightenment just by being hard as shit on himself yeah, yeah like yeah. and yeah like i i feel like i can relate <laughs> to something like that a little more like i don't know i'm just i'm a super skeptical person like i have to see stuff to believe it and like you said you're pretty similar in that way and like i've just seen like like two or three people kind of like get too involved and kind of lose touch with reality are they one religion uh it was pretty it was like spirituality stuff yeah and they kind of just like they lost touch with like reality basically what happened if you don't mind me asking or if you don't want to share uh, i I mean i don't want to really put anyone on blast but like it 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 led to not good things and um so you just got to be careful but like you seem very like like you're focused on your diet, you're focused on meditation, figuring out like what you want and who you are and, and being happy with yourself. And I think mm-hmm. that is fucking awesome. You know, it just, you gotta be careful, like you gotta be careful with anything. Oh, of course. Yeah. And, and like the big thing is like, there is a lot of spiritual moments where you just like want to drift away from reality, but in like, yeah, you could, you could go out in the woods and do whatever you want and do some crazy shit like that and something bad happened. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, like you still got to play the game. You still got to live in this life that's here, you mm-hmm. know? And like the only way I'm going to succeed in my spirituality and my normal life, well, not normal, but my non-spiritual life, like mm-hmm. this life of just working up in the materialistic world, like you need to, like combining the two has made me excel in both. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, that's it's keeps you grounded in both areas and like another thing like that is like the yin and yang like there's no one way there's no one path like you need to balance it with mm-hmm. whatever the opposite a hun- is a hundred percent like i think in one of your podcasts you're like somebody was making a point of like um like it's almost pointless to work for stuff like in this world or whatever because like you die yeah like but at the same time like let's like if it, how are you gonna like pursue like what you actually want to do and, and like find yourself and like, like have a nice place where you can practice whatever it is yeah. you practice. If you don't like work and do certain things like, yeah, it sucks. And, and maybe there is like an afterlife that's way better, but you're here right now, you know, like heaven's on earth, bro. Heaven's yeah. On earth. Yeah, exactly. Like, and like, I'm a, like, I'm going to enjoy it while I'm here. Like yeah. it, whether I believe in an afterlife or whatever, nothing is a hundred percent. 
So, like, this could be it after. You might as well fucking do what you want to do. Yeah. Live your life. Live don't let moment. anyone yeah. stop you. Yeah. And like, a, like, I don't believe in money. And, like, that sounds crazy. And I really think there could be a society where we don't need money. That's mm-hmm. just my opinion on it. But I, I still got to live in a world where it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, money does rule the world. And yeah. I still need to live in that. Yeah. Like, I'm still in that world. I can't disconnect yeah. that much, you mm-hmm. know? So, like, yeah, I still got to fucking job i still grind my yeah, ass off yeah, like exactly. i work 40 hours a week for since the last week of may or the last week of april you know like i i'm still 100 percent here and like that keeps you grounded mm-hmm. in a whole different way just yeah and it, it kind of sucks that like it is that way because like humans used to be hunter gatherers yeah. you know you'd go out pick some berries maybe shoot a deer <laughs> you know and feel rewarded as fuck at the end of the day yeah. probably no worries really other than that we got clean water and food, like, and shelter, and, like, they didn't have money back in the day. I, I mean... People are still living like that. Yeah, there are, yeah. As well, yeah. People live off the land, and it would be kind of, like, ridiculous to assume that society would break, like, get to that point where we could just... Go back. Yeah, like, but, like, individuals but definitely what, have I the mean, option to do so. You say so. it's ridiculous, but we have a virus that has put people in their homes for months. Yeah. This is like, true. Yeah. Like, anything yeah. can fucking yeah. happen. <laughs> this is true. You know? Lately, Quinn and I have been like, right, this is what we're going to do if it's a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, um, you're you're related to Lou Vision, right? Yeah, he's like my second cousin. Yeah, second and <laughs> third cousin. Yeah. I was talking to him about, um, like, his family has plans for like legit plans for if they no there way. was a zombie apocalypse like doomsday preppers like yeah like oh cause you know what their New Hampshire house probably like yeah. they have that crazy mm-hmm. house like they have it stocked with like guns and everything and like they know where to go they all have a plan they all keep their tanks above half because they know if they're like everything was still closed down like they could reach yeah that New Hampshire yeah house. just yeah. enough gas to like, get to just, the safe house like just crazy That's... shit they got plans oh it's probably gonna be tight that I've exposed in some yeah plans. yeah <laughs> 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 but, like, it's, hey, it's but if, if, if people want to go take yeah. stuff from them they're probably gonna be in for a rude awakening yeah so. they're not gonna be able to be, <laughs> you cannot like I'm not even gonna say try or anything you will not be able yeah, to yeah yeah you're not yeah yeah they'll pick you off from 200 yards away probably but, yeah, we but like and people probably think that's crazy but like in my eyes like that's smart smart. yeah because even if you don't use it like the whole thing is better to to have it and not need it than need it and not have it yeah you know like you don't want to like in in 10 years who knows maybe it's not gonna be zombies covid look how close we (laughs) we're we're to like collapsing as a society from (laughs) covid you know maybe it's a pandemic maybe it's it's the dollar bill is worth nothing anymore if, like, if anything was to happen on top of this that was the same level of COVID, like, we're, like, we might go back to, like, living off the land. Everyone yeah. fend for themselves uh, and uh, shit like that. Imagine COVID and then, like, Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, yeah. Or something like that. Like, like it would just, like, it just is going to take the perfect timing for two things to hit at once. And next thing you know, we're all going to be crazy. Yeah. Like, people that never are super anti-gun, would have never touched a gun, went out and bought a gun as soon as covid started you know and like that's, that's a crazy concept to me right like people very again i know like like my aunt and, and she's would have never ever bought a gun yeah. as soon as this stuff happened went out bought two guns bought ammo like that's they're wild. stocked up now like <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm just messing around yeah wild. but like so it's it's not crazy to think like that it's just being prepared you know yeah. and 
Like, there's a certain extent, like, if you're putting... <laughs> My question to those people is, gun for what? Are you shooting humans? Like, what are you... Are no, you... you're shooting zombies. Yeah, is it for zombies? There's no yeah. zombie for apocalypse zombies. coming. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just think, like, there was no toilet paper. People were, like, at the point where, like, they were going to start raiding stores and stuff, you know? Like, <laughs> My mom but... coming in there was like, now they're out of paper towels. Give me my paper towels. Go pick them up. Yeah. <laughs> like, what if what if we're out of food or, or we're out of stuff? Like, I think of food. It... Zach, I don't know if you heard the podcast with Zach, but... A lot of people, a lot of spiritual people, and take this with a grain of salt, but, and I do as well, even though I am spiritual, but they think like this December, because of the Mayan calendar and like 2012, like this is really 2012 based on the Ethiopian calendar. And that's when like, not the world's supposed to end, but the consciousness, the old world consciousness is going to end and new world happens. But to do that, like, it's going to take a great deal of pain for all of us to all deal with it. Like people think that there's gonna be a food shortage. There's gonna mm-hmm. like there's gonna be something that unites us as a human race. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I've kind of meant like, when I was like, it's gonna get worse. Like look at the bigger picture. Yeah, yeah like thing. it's gonna get to a point where it's like, oh, it's not us against us. Like it's us against, not even us against anything. It's like us together. Like we need to work together. You yeah. know. Yeah. And people like, are selfish. People yeah. Well, I mean, it, both it does almost feel like we're progressing towards some sort of conclusion, or not conclusion, like major event like whether it's going to be around the time of the election like the alien or, shit too yeah they're yeah. like aliens are real now what the hell is going on aliens yeah, we'll get yeah, them yeah, that we'll yeah, get them yeah, that. yeah they're like oh, <laughs> yeah. they already stormed yeah so we have one. found ufos in case you were wondering yeah like like what we have found ufos yeah. jeffrey epstein's mainstream yeah ooh, oh, yeah, yeah like oh, he's, yeah. and he's dead yeah he's exactly. definitely killed himself 100 percent, right no, whoever's, no. whoever's listening <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah, it's like it does feel like we're almost reaching some sort of um, like eight, like we got it, like climax, you know. Like there's like that underlying feeling of chaos that's been around since March, and yeah. I like you can just kind yeah, of yeah, it's feel getting it. worse and worse and worse, and the tensions are rising, and yeah. and everything is just it, yeah, it feels like it's coming to some sort of climax. So yeah. I I see why people would think that this December is gonna be I was, interesting. I was gonna ask you about that. I've heard you talk about that a couple times, and. Is there a so it's basically just based off the Mayan calendar and like it's that. like all so the Ethiopian calendar said in 2012 this is gonna happen and based off of um, what's the calendar we use now called it's begins it's like a Kong whatever the calendar we live by now is like eight you need to get a Jamie <laughs> yeah. pull that up yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like we're eight years Zach talks about it uh, we're eight years ahead of the Mayan calendar and the Ethiopian calendar and like in those calendars people were like oh shit the world's gonna end and it's not the world the physical world's not gonna end it's just like a consciousness that's gonna end and it's gonna be the old consciousness to the new consciousness and what that is is moving in like in terms of astrology it's moving from the time of Pisces to Aquarius and it's just people are gonna stop thinking of themselves and start thinking of the whole and like that's the only thing I think like that's mm. the main thing I yeah, think is gonna happen yeah. and I think an event's gonna have to catalyst that mm-hmm. you know and like well who knows maybe COVID was yeah. that was that event or yeah or, does Lou want to think of the whole and bring us all to <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we'll oh, see. It, it, I mean it definitely definitely you know could be a thing <laughs> could make sense like I mean I, I mean the world yeah at this point, who the fuck knows? Like, yeah. I'm open to anything at this point. Like, and, like, honestly, all I'm worried about is freaking 
what like right now you know what i'm saying like i don't care yeah. you know like that's mm. just my thoughts on them yeah but i'm not gonna panic about it like yeah i just a big thing with people who are spiritual that i found is like they're so happy just because they found faith in mm. that concept of everything does happen for a reason you know and like i can really like i don't worry about shit anymore mm. like anything yeah because there's no reason to worry about it because a lot of it's you can't change and second of all like it does happen for a reason. You look at and like, there's no such thing as bad or good situations. It happens to either make you grow or make you feel good, you know? Yeah. And like, that's what it's all about. And that's what I, I think, I think of that on a personal level. And now I see that on a, like a societal level where I could see us as a whole coming together, you know? Yeah. Like actually learning from stuff. Yeah. And learning from experiences. Like that definitely, definitely is true. Yeah. But we'll see. And like, Hey, what do you think the over under is on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the new I world? No <laughs> well, see, I mean, that's like I I'm not very educated on that subject. Mm. If you talk to Angie and you talk to the Whites, and if you talk to Zach, they'll give you a lot more information. Mm. But like for me, I'm not too worried about the future. I'm really like a big thing in my life is literally just focus on the past. Like, or, I mean, just focus on the moment. Like. Mm. Because my life is its best when it's just the moment. You yeah. Know? Like, like, there's nothing to be depressed about in the past. There's nothing to get anxiety about yeah. in the future. Like, it's just right here, right now, you know? You can definitely, like, prepare for the future. Oh, but yeah. But if you spend too much time, like, focusing on, oh, where am I going to be a year from now? What am I going to do? Like, you can definitely set some groundwork. But if you just think about constantly, like, giving yourself anxiety and stress about, like, what's going to happen and, and who knows when then there's just, just emotional baggage and yeah. wasted time and energy for basically no reason. Yeah, like, like I'm, I'm stressing over tests that haven't even been scheduled yet. <laughs> like, I don't know why. I'm like, oh, it's going to ruin my GPA yeah. when those tests eventually come up. It's yeah. dumb to think about. It's hard to not think about, though, Yeah. you know? Like, yeah. It's like we are taught to plan in the future, and it is important to plan in the future, but for me it's like if I live every moment in the moment and do what feels right to me, that's just going to keep adding up to being the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, take, like, working eight hours a day made me feel good. Mm -hmm. That's going to later pay off, you know? Like, working, like, studying for that test makes you feel good because yeah. it's later going to pay off. You just need to do what feels good in that moment, you know? Like, and, like, plan, I plan a week in advance. Everything is, like, I have my list Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, Sunday, and then... I plan a podcast, I plan my workouts, and then have a to-do list on the side and fill that in wherever. And, like, I only worry, the farthest I'm ever going to worry is a week. <laughs> and, uh, but, of course, there is dates that you have to write down and stuff like that, but you put it in a calendar, forget about yeah. it. The time, yeah. the time is going to come. Like, a big thing is people are freaking out, people are freaking me out a little bit about, like, school shopping, because they're like, dude, you got to, like, get going. Like, you're leaving on Saturday, and... Uh, this was like last Saturday and then I was like I worked this like I took this last week of work off for just doing that like I know that time's there I'm not gonna worry about it and then when I get in that time period I'll bang it out you know and I yeah. did and it worked out perfectly yeah you know so like schedule your time but don't once it's scheduled forget about it it's mm -hmm. there you know like right. that's a big thing is a lot of people schedule that time and then while they're doing other things worry about that time that's gonna come like mm -hmm. they're like oh I gotta study for this Oh, I gotta keep like I'm gonna have to study for this at some point. It's like let me keep doing what I'm doing here, and then when it comes time to study for it, just focus on that study. Yeah. You know. Because then it's taken away like 
some of your mental capacity like at that moment. Like yeah, you're at yeah. work worrying about the test or whatever and then your work's not gonna be as productive or as good or you're gonna be like losing sleep over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When really like the most productive thing you could be doing is like forgetting not like forgetting about it, but putting it aside, not worrying about it. Getting good good night's sleep, like yeah. working, focusing on the homework you have now, focusing on the task you have now. Like, yeah, you might have a big test coming up, but it's just, you're just being, like, you're hurting yourself worrying about it, for yeah. sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like you said, sleep too. Like, I've been paying, that's another thing I, I think is very important. People need to be conscious of. Like, we sit, I don't know, people don't set aside enough time for sleep and it's because they feel like there's not enough time in the day but if you do everything that feels right and productive and like have those days where you do you don't hang out with friends because you feel like you don't want to like I've, I've always been a believer that oh you can sleep six hours and keep going like mm -hmm. you could just grind through it you could have that meant like nah your body and your mind like what I'm learning in this dream book is your dreams are not only like they're not just visuals and stuff it's your brain organizing what happened throughout the day and like a, it's like it's a absorption period like it's like that it's like taking it's like meditation almost for your subconscious you know mm -hmm. like it's just like taking that time to put everything into place and like yeah maybe you don't understand them yeah maybe but that's all the stimulus you got from one day put into this like computer we have yeah like it needs to be filed away and like reorganize and stuff like that and yes there's a great you can get rest for your body by just laying down. You know what I'm saying? But like, you need to let your mind rest. Yeah, and it's yeah. That I'm a huge. I would not have said this literally two weeks ago. I would have been like, dude, fucking get up in the morning, grind. Like yeah. that's all you power do. Through. Yeah, power through it. But not. Nah, you can't. You you're not gonna be the best you can be if you're not getting yeah. enough sleep. You know? Physically, you could probably do it, but yeah. mentally, you're gonna be lacking the next day. And like like you said it's like basically your brain archiving your day and, and storing it up in there so like you'll probably be forgetful you'll probably not be as attentive you're not going to be as vibrant if you're not sleeping like i have a horrible sleep schedule yeah it's awful and Why? Like, what's it like oh dude i like like i i don't go to bed before two like really rarely what time are you waking up i i try to get up before 10 at least at the very least but also like i'll go to bed at like four Really? Wake up at ten, eleven, and That's like, good. like, yeah. Well, quarantine definitely made it a little worse. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, I was going to bed until six a.m. Yeah, yeah. And like, Next thing you know, you're waking up at three p.m. and yeah. you don't give a shit. But then you're like, fuck, my whole day was ruined. Like, I'm waking up for <laughs> but dinner. But at what point you're like, what day though? Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's why quarantine was so foreign. It was fucking weird, and but um. Yeah, you gotta work on that. Yeah, a hundred percent. No, I'm I'm aware of it. Yeah, I'm also like kind of a night start. owl though. Yeah. So like I've always been like that. Like as far as I what can do you remember. Do? Honestly, like, like nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. Bullshit. I I smoke. I I just cut kind of cut smoking out during the day. Yeah. So like at night I'll like kind of decompress. Like, yeah, yeah. It's like. Like, I like it because it's the only time where I can, like, be away from everyone. Uh -huh. You know, like, my family's not around. My friends aren't around. I'm, like, so by myself. meditation in a sense. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, like I'll like i go outside, sit on my porch or whatever, smoke a blunt. Like, you on either your just, phone or do you listen to music? Um, sometimes I'll do podcasts. Sometimes I'll do music. Sometimes I'll watch YouTube videos. And sometimes I'll do nothing. Like, I'll just be, like, What do you think? What, what makes you feel the best after? 
Uh, when I just sit there, I yeah. think, and just reflect, and, like, because that's when I'm, like, oh, like, like, usually I don't think about, like, little stuff, like, if I say something to somebody, or, like, whatever, I'll, like, be, like, oh, I didn't even realize at the time, but that was kind of a dumb thing to say to them, yeah, or, or yeah. like, you look back, you kind of step on somebody's toes, and that's, like, the, like, a good time for self-reflection for me, even though it kind of fucks up my next day, <laughs> but. How so? Well, like, if Is I'm staying so, up till 2 or 3, you know, it's You don't like, get tired from it? Not like really. When I, when I would smoke, I'd just fucking pass out. Well, I'm, I've just, like, achieved the level of, like, I'm, like, I don't really get that high. I don't yeah. really get high anymore. Like, it's, like, kind of bad at this point, but, like, I'll, literally, I, like, when you smoke, or when you did smoke, or whatever, like, how much would you smoke? All right, there was a point where I was smoking, uh... I hate to say this, but, uh, like, during quarantine, I'd say three, four times a day, like, throughout the whole day, and, like, I did hit a point where it was just making me feel sick, like, not mm -hmm. even getting high, like, there was, like, we were ripping bongs, and I would just be like, I'm not high, and I feel bad now, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. that was a big, like, it's crazy that I put, put myself to that point, you know, mm -hmm. but, yeah, I, I've been there where it's a lot, Yeah, you know? like, and, I'll sit down and literally, like, sometimes I'll face three blunts, yeah. And, like, like that'll get me high, don't get me wrong. But, like, still, like, completely functioning. Not Nothing like, yeah, I, yeah. like I used to be. And so it's just, like, it's, I've cut down a lot lately, which is good. Like, in the past three or four weeks, I probably haven't smoked more than one blunt in a sitting. <laughs> which is, like, people might be, like, you smoke a whole blunt to your face in one sitting. Yeah, yeah. Some people are, like, only one blunt to your face. Yeah, yeah. Fucking pussy. But, like, I'm glad I'm kind of getting out of that. Like, like, it used to be, like, what, a, what made you slow down? Uh, honestly, who I was surrounding myself with, yeah. and, like, getting out of the house, like, more, like, quarantine, definitely, I was, like, smoking a little more, um, but also, like, just in general, I would just smoke a shit ton, mm -hmm. and also, I'd like to use it as, like, a reward system now, like, with myself, like, if, if I wake up, and then I smoke a blunt, my whole day can be fucked up, you know, like, I'll be tired, lethar lethargic, like, kind of not like motivated. That. Like, people are like, nah, you can shake off the high, it's like, nah, you can't. Nah. Really yeah you really can't like some people can like if you're built like that like if you can wake up smoke a blunt go for a run eat healthy go to your job study whatever it is good for you but uh, most people are not like that and that's yeah. why there's that like stigma of stoners are lazy yeah. like because it does it does kind of make you lazy so like i like to be like oh well today you know i i did all the shit i was supposed to i like i was well behaved <laughs> i didn't you know do anything bad I'm going to smoke a blunt, use it as a little reward. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you're just constantly smoking or doing whatever it is, like, it, it just it doesn't seem like you, you're not deserving of it or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind no, of... I totally get what you're saying. It's like, why... It's... When there's no reason to it, there's no value to it. And But when there's a reason and a per Like, there's a... Like you said, you put that purpose to it, it has greater value. Now, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's almost like uh, exercise and control you know over yeah, over your life 100 like yeah i want to have fucking six ice cream sundays like that would be delicious but like mm -hmm. is that good for you no not at all like you yeah. need to you need to exercise that control with everything in life and i think it's like part of me growing as a person to be like okay don't smoke four blunts also mm -hmm. hurts the pockets a little bit yeah you know? <laughs> you know so that's another that's another thing like you, you save a lot of money just cutting down and also, like backwards, those shits get expensive. <laughs> Stay away from the woods. Yeah. But. But um, 
um, so you said you you do that before bed, and then like, so what time would you be doing that at? Like what time you? So I I'll usually like, like if I'm just chilling at the house alone, I'll probably like, like past ten or eleven, I might go sit out on the porch, and then smoke. Sometimes I'll go out at like twelve, and then like, usually like I'll smoke for like a half hour. My blunts will burn for like twenty minutes ish, and then like, I'll just kind of sit there whatever I'm doing. And so like, usually like my nights, I'm like out, I go outside at like 12 or whatever and I don't come back into like two or three. Mm-hmm. And that, but I think it's just, I just kind of get lost out there, lost in thought sometimes, but it's almost a good thing. Yeah. It's, it's like, like not to use it time as a Time to yourself. It's time to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And it does get you in like a different mindset, like to like, it helps with self-reflection for sure. Does it help you de-stress? Oh, hundred percent. Like anxiety and the biggest thing is sleep like I can't sleep like so I'm not just a night owl because I like staying up late like I have to be wicked tired for bed like mm-hmm. I can't like is that kind of that's kind of something with ADHD correct? yeah I, I think so and it also stems from like the Adderall yeah like I would so if anyone knows anything about Adderall I was on 60 milligrams of extended release which is like a lot yeah like a lot like most people take 20 milligrams like they're like, nah, this kid's fucking crazy. We're <laughs> bumping his dose Jesus. up. So, like, I'd be sitting there at, like, 2 a.m., like, just trying <laughs> to, you know, like, just, like, why can't I stop thinking yeah. about this stupid stuff? So that kind of, like, pushed me down that road. And then, like, as it is, I just have problems sleeping. So, like, the weed definitely helps with the sleep. That's For good. sure. For mm-hmm. sure. And that's why it's medically legal now. Yeah. yeah. There, there are benefits of it. But you just have, you have to have self-control, like, with anything. Yeah, it's it when it's used as a medicine and not like recreational in a sense. Like, exa- when you're just doing it to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. But so you go to bed at like four, then so like two, so two you come back in inside and what are you on your phone? Yeah, usually? pretty pretty much. Yeah, just yes. electronics. Like I don't really. Pl- I used to play video games like a lot, but I haven't really been playing video games in like three, two, three years. Mm-hmm. But it just honestly, it's like YouTube. I get yeah. sucked into YouTube, and then yeah. I go down a path. Next thing you know, I'm watching giraffes like fight. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bunny yeah. yeah. So it's Is like. Is that why you went like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's That's like, <laughs> you know, you get sucked. In. And also, like I say, I don't get high, but I'm probably a little bit high, and that's yeah. probably leads me down that path, you know. Of course. But. Yeah, it's tough. That blue light, man, it keeps you up subconsciously. Oh, my gosh. I did a whole project on anatomy about it. Like, our brains are created and wired to have our days based off the sun. And, like, your best sleep is when the sun is down and when the sun is up, it will wake you up, you know? And, like, Mm -hmm. we've lived in a society with this artificial light that just completely alters that, you know? And, like, it's tough, but, like, putting down that phone will help you so much. And, like... It's it's crazy because for me I had to find like other things to do you know what I'm saying because like you do need something to de like unwind in bed you know like it's hard mm. to just sit there and go to sleep yeah but like reading a book or drawing coloring writing in a notebook like mm. anything that's not that light is helpful you know yeah. Yeah. definitely like healthier alternatives yeah and, and that's super common too for people's nightly routine to be like oh go check social media go check twitter facebook instagram and you could get caught in those emotions you yeah. know like it could ramp up your heart rate it can if you're watching something scary you're next thing you know your body thinks you're in that mm-hmm. moment and mm-hmm. like you could throw everything off and yeah also 
back to the, the light thing, my room has no windows. Yeah. I'm, I'm a basement dweller. Like, it's a dead ass, like a Harry Potter room. Yeah. Like, so, like, I have no windows. So, like, the that contributes also to, like, my sleep schedule, you know? Like, oh, yeah. I don't have that natural light to wake me up. So, I'll wake up and be like, oh, it feels like 10. Oh, it's 2, 2 p.m. Yeah. Okay. Not, <laughs> not, not good, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, that definitely, definitely contributes. Yeah. I need that not... vitamin D for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, and, like, it's just little things like that and whatever feels right you know and like if you, the fact that you're conscious of it is literally like the start to, the start to any improvement is just becoming conscious of the problem you know mm -hmm. and like yeah i bet so like changing my sleep has helped me so much too like it's crazy the biggest thing was changing my breath but changing my sleep is doing wonders for me now you know like actually getting in bed at 11 o'clock and letting my sleep like i'd get in bed i'm good at going to bed early now but the thing is, I'd be like, oh, I'm in bed early now. I'm getting up at five and like just starting to get shit done. But mm -hmm. now I'm letting myself sleep in and stuff like that, you know? And like, I'm trying to get my, holy shit. I'm trying to get, <laughs> again? yeah, it's because I didn't stretch after working. Out okay. too. Come on. Um, but, As um, if you're like, gotta do what's best for your body. <laughs> I played basketball today and I worked out and then did not stretch because I was in a rush to get home. But um, like, I don't even know what I was talking about. Uh, fixing your sleep and, and actually letting yourself sleep. Yeah, it's like, let, like you're, oh, I want to get to that point where I'm like sleeping and getting up with the sun, but like at the same time, I don't know how that works yeah. in the winter because like it's always dark. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you could get up at like 7 30, 8, yeah. it's still pretty yeah. dark outside. So in the summer, it kind of made sense and I was kind of getting there where I could wake up with it naturally. Like, I'd have an alarm just in case, but I was kind of doing it. But then the winter, I was like, I'm like, what am I going to go to bed at 5 and wake up at, like, 8? Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's not very practical, I okay, guess. Yeah. But it is in the summer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Get a rooster. Get a, get a sleep schedule. <laughs> yeah, get a rooster. Get some fresh eggs, too. <laughs> For sure. But uh, you guys have definitely been listening, and you know that I have the guest pick the, the intro song. Did um, you have one in mind? Do you have anything in mind? <laughs> what about um, Come and Go? Yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. I like that song. Come and Go? Yeah. By yeah. Juice World? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's yeah. it about a little bit? Um, and if you don't know, if you just like the movie. No, it's, I actually like it because it's like, he kind of talks about like all the mistakes he's made and uh -huh. like becoming a better man, basically. So it, it's like, I, it's one of those songs that kind of like, speaks to me when I hear it. Yeah. You know, some songs it's just like a bop. They hit you yeah. a lot different. Yeah, some like, songs you listen to it and you actually feel it. Like, it, it kind of, like, like... It feels like it's talking to you. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 100%. 100%. It's like he almost wrote that for you. I got yeah. a bunch of songs like that by Kendrick. I don't know, some of the shit he says, bro, like, it feels like he's talking to me, you know? Yeah. yeah. Love Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, he's the GOAT. And he just gotta, he just gotta drop more, bro. He, 100%. All a TDE, dude. <laughs> Yeah. You know Absol? Uh, no. Oh, wait. Yes. Listen to him. If you don't know him, listen to him. I believe I do. Because I got Spotify now and I get mad suggested <laughs> music, which is yeah. the way. I have like six daily playlists. It's so uh, sick. Awesome. But, uh, I'm finding a ridiculous amount of mu music that I like now, which is dope. But uh, this was awesome. I really appreciate you guys coming on and like yeah. wanting to share your story and stuff. Like This is so helpful to so many people. Like, come, like, I, there, if, here, if there's one thing you could tell your old high school self now, what would it be? 
Don't be a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a jackass. Don't try to impress people, I guess. That's two things, but just be yourself. Don't be stupid. That's, a, that's the point. Like, Think before you act. I wish I had something like this in high school, like someone showing this, you know, and like, a, it's, it's so awesome that you want to share your story because it's going to help so many kids, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people listen to this and not just listen to it, like, have it in the background, like, they're listening to mm-hmm. it, you know, and wanting to change and stuff. So this is awesome, and I really appreciate 100%. it. 100%. Keep doing what you're doing, Ed. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. Word. Peace out. Deuces. Drugs, then you hold me close, then I tell you how you make me whole. Sometimes I feel like being alone. Then you tell me that I should have stayed in the room. Guess I got it all wrong all along my fault. My mistakes probably wipe all the rights I've done. Saying goodbye to bygones, those are bygones. Head up, baby, stay strong, we gon' live long. I don't wanna ruin this one. Type of love don't